this is a movie. Keep repeating. It's, it's only a movie. Only a movie. Only a movie. I love movies. Gosh, I love movies. Listen to the Matt and Mark Movie Show. Oh my God. We're back. We're old. We're out of practice. Some of us have houses that are broken. Some of us are fat. (laughs) I'm not going to point to who's who. (laughs) It's crazy how slim you look now, though. Thank you. You know why I'm slim? I can't fucking eat anything interesting. <laughs> this is the new getting old fucking sucks, by the way. It sucks a sweaty nutsack. Um, by the way, are, is this like a temporary thing? Temporary. Anything away? Okay. It's temporary. Oh, temporary. Um, I, ha- I can't eat anything fun. Like, so no spicy, no, to- no fucking tomato based shit. Oh, fuck. no garlic. You so like the shit that I dude, all. I can't have pizza. I can't have goddamn chips and salsa. I can't have burrito supreme, crunch taco supreme. I can't have anything, you know, can't have chocolate, can't have coffee. Oh, Jesus. That's why I look so thin. Like I'm good. Dude, soon I'm going to look like the machinist because I just can't <laughs> eat anything. Interesting. I can't even have fucking coffee. Now I drink tea, hey, which I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry oh, to you people don't, who drink you... tea. Tea tastes like shit. It's just dirt, dirty water, basically. It tastes like sink water. I'm sorry yeah. to say. I miss my coffee. <laughs> I had a pretty good... I had a peach tea this morning that was pretty enjoyable, though, because it actually tasted like something. Yeah, but the thing is, the only teas that taste good, no offense to tea people as well, but it's like... They're like the sweet teas, you know, like yes. the southern teas, where it's just like... There's oh, no like fucking tea left. Like syrup. Arnold Palmer, where you combine <laughs> the tea and the lemonade together, and then they pour a bunch of sugar on top of that. And they give you a fried chicken and a fucking cardiac arrest. A defibrillator. <laughs> My favorite kind of tea. <laughs> See, that shit's good. Like the Snapple teas. Oh, I like that. Teas. Arizona, those tall boys. Remember those? Used to walk around with an delish. Arizona tea and a fucking paper bag, like a scumbag. Cops would think you were drinking <laughs> a fucking 40 walking around outside. <laughs> nah, man, it's just Arizona Phoenix iced tea. Like whatever their lame name was. It's just the Tempe, the Tempe nighttime tea, <laughs> courtesy of Arizona Ice Tea, ninety nine cents. Do you watch? Do you watch Atlanta? The price is on the can, though. Do no, you watch that? no, I need. To, I I heard it's ending, though. Right? It's, they have one more season. Uh, they do a whole famous bit about Arizona Ice Tea and how the price is on the price is on the can, though. Yeah, um, the ninety nine cents. Which for, what do you think cents. it is now with inflation? It's probably like three ninety nine. Probably like fourteen bucks. <laughs> Just a cool 14 bucks. Get you the Tempe Midnight. <laughs> what are some... Wait a minute. What I are used some... to like that green tea one that they had, and it had like the Japanese cherry blossom design on it. It was like a teal and pink All right. color. You know gonna... Remember that shit? Let's oh, share dude. screens. Mark, we're on the Arizona Iced Tea website. What the... Let's look at that? some tea flavors. Hot Cellars. This site blows dicks. <laughs> Black and white iced tea. Ah, oh, that was see the one on the left that uh, the green tea ginseng. That was my go-to. Oh, green tea with ginseng and apple juice. That shit is delicious. That's called red apple. Oh, sweet apple. I remember being good. Sweet apple juice cocktail. 
damn now i want one they got ooh, they got um oh they got clever with this artwork on the can cherry lime ricky (laughs) hold on hold that i'm gonna take a screenshot of that that looks delicious cherry lime ricky damn peach tea there you go peach tea classic rx energy so if you need a little adderall in your drink i actually liked those the r i now i remember those the rx drinks oh that one that's it that's the one i was talking about right cold there. brew green tea that that's what green, you know like. the green tea with ginseng that oh, was my tea. that what was about my what about green tea i said green i said grinting because i was trying to say <laughs> green tea and ginseng and my mind glued them together because i'm old hey when you get old your mind glues words together like grinting <laughs> Do you want green tea and ginseng? No, fuckface. I want grinting. Hey, it's called economizing, Matt. That's right. Economize. Thank you. Shop merch. Mark, get yourself Dude, some you Arizona green tea sunglasses and be the coolest guy in your HOA. <laughs> <laughs> Don't charge me $800. I'm wearing green matte green tea sunglasses. <laughs> You fuck That's with the me. Worst name for you're it fucking too. with black matte green tea sunglasses. Like, why does it have to be green tea? You know what I mean? Like, that just makes it confusing. How about matte teal vintage Arizona sunglasses? I can see some surfer dude pulling that shit off. I could see you wearing these matte pink vintage Arizona. It's like those are kind of <laughs> cool and kind of hipstery. Mark is a little more fashion forward than I am. He can wear cooler things. I could see you pulling these off. And then getting shot at by a Trumper. Here you go. <laughs> oh, shit. The green tea bucket hat. Get a green tea, Arizona green tea bucket hat. Once again, be the most pimping guy in your HOA. This is surprise. Actually, you know what? Are I you want to come back to this site and buy some myself shit? entirely in Arizona merch. <laughs> Dude, you can. And you can get snacks. Dude, there's Arnold Palmer half and half fruit snacks. Tell me you don't want that. Also, Arizona makes nachos and cheese dip. Wait, Excuse when did they me? start making snacks? They make fucking snacks now. Chips and dip. Oh Damn. my god. Salsa and chips or nachos and cheese? <laughs> How hey, good is the like Arizona the iced snacks tea? That they overcharge. <laughs> yeah. That's why it's $20. Jesus. Hey, so Fuck we're not Arizona. just talking about Arizona iced teas <laughs> and Arizona iced tea products, snacks, chips, bucket hats, etc. Arizona Ice Tea also presents the Matt and Mark Movie Show. Oh, we nice. haven't seen we haven't seen a dime <laughs> of the money, but uh, we're just going to keep trying. Um, I wanted to explain briefly before we begin the show this week. We're breaking format this week. Usually, Mark and I have like you know how we do. We review one big main movie, we talk about it, and then we do Rex. We're not really doing that this week. We're doing another Get Wrecked special because we were off last week, and there was so much fucking bullshit that came out last week like every studio every streamer every fucking company decided let's release about 19 things on august 5th and it coincided with the weekend that my mom was here and my mom was like i don't want to watch anything you want to (laughs) watch so wait what is your mom like watching my mom made oh mark you are a fucking goddamn genius thank you for that segue what does my mom like watching well mark it's a wreck show but I thought we'd open the show by talking about a couple things I watched with my mom um, that I am not recommending, but they're movies that I thought I saw one thing or another in them. And I was like, hey, figured there's something about this worth mentioning. But keep in mind, it's not a wreck. We haven't played the official Get Wrecked theme, 
So it's not a friend. So it doesn't count. Yeah. Doesn't goddamn count. <laughs> but I did want to bring up a couple things. Um, I I watched Minions: Rise of Gru. This is the new Minions movie, and oh I'll just say that uh, it was better than I thought it was going to be. But oh, it okay. it looked incredible on my 4K TV. It looked like really really impressive. The gamut of colors. There was more than just minion yellow. I was very surprised by how beautiful <laughs> yeah. the animation was, but that was it. I don't remember a single thing about it. it was Not the, a recommendation. So Storyline, no, nothing good there. I'm going to be honest. I don't remember it. Wow. I just remember there were pretty colors. So take that for what it's worth. If you could find it cheaply or you're a person who, like, you know, fucking animation always looks great on 4K. Oh yeah! Um, if you just want to give your fucking new TV a flex, throw the movie on. It looks great. There are some really impressive scenes in it. Um, I can't wait till like, next week when that shelf behind you has like Minions merch. All Minions? <laughs> Dude, you're going to be in head-to-toe Arizona IC gear. I'm going to be in head-to-toe Minions gear. Like I'm going to have a little Minion in my overalls. I'm going to wear overalls like they do so I look like a fucking country bumpkin. And there'll be a stuffed Minion in the front pocket. <laughs> Mark will show up in his Arizona iced tea gear, like, hey guys, <laughs> like Arizona. <a> <laughs> um, so again, not a wreck, just something I wanted to bring up. Uh, I didn't go see this with my mom, but I have two other things I wanted to quickly broach uh, that are not wrecks, but they're things I watched, and I wanted to briefly mention them to you, Mark. I watched Bodies, 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 the new oh. A24 movie with Pete Davidson. I heard, according to the press, it's supposed to be pretty good. It's you know? fine. It's decent. Um, it, I, I texted you this, I think, but, uh, this movie made me feel really old. Speaking of getting old, this movie will make you feel old as shit. Um, because it's all I about Gen Z. Pete, De- Pete Davidson will make you feel Well, that's old. the thing. He's like our age. He's fucking old too, isn't he? But he's over there hanging out with all the Gen Z guys. Pretend it's like very obvious that the other kids in the movie are like 14 and he is like 40. Oh no. <laughs> so... I'm just saying. Don't they have an even older guy in there, though, right? Yes, uh, fucking Lee Pace, the guy who plays Ronan the Accuser yes. from Guardians of the Galaxy. He's also the only likable person in the movie. Every other every other character is so unlikable that by the end, I was like, I can't wait for these people to die. That um, sounds like Gen Z. <laughs> it, it does. It is supposed to be like a satirical look at Gen Z, uh, but it got, you know, it was fine. It's fine. I thought the ending was a little silly, but I want to give a shout out to my buddy Steve. He actually won. I had a free ticket to give away to this. And on the Instagram at the Matt Mark movie show, I was like, hey, if you can guess, I forgot what I, I forgot what the clues were, but I was basically like, hey, if you can guess this movie, I'll give you a free ticket because I had a free ticket to Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Um, and he won it. So shout out to my friend Steve. He got to see Bodies, Bodies, Bodies because he was a good guesser. That'd be funny if he didn't even, cl- he won it and he didn't even bother. He was like, no, nah, I'm good, no man. Thanks. I don't think I want that anymore. And the other thing, again, I, I'm, it's not a wreck. I'm just saying, like, I was, I thought it was worth bringing up Bodies, Bodies, Bodies because it's, like, the big new A24 movie. Um, what did I like about it? It's it's just a decent watch. Like, it's just, it's decent. It's well-made for what it is. Is it generic? It's a little like flat. Story? It's just kind of like a blah. And it's filled with unlikable characters. I think this is when my old manness comes out. I'm like, I don't like anybody that's in this, and I don't well, like you anything that's happening. Do you notice how like A24 has those movies where it's just like you think they're going to be cool. It's like A24, it's a horror comedy thriller. And then it just sucks. It just kind of sucks. Like, what was that other that pizza one they had? Do you remember Sl- that thing? Slice. 
Yeah, starring and I think Chance I... the Rapper. That one sucked. No, these movies are more um... mediocre. Mediocre. <laughs> there you go. Mediocre. And I got one more um, <laughs> because of another movie that I'm sure we'll bring up on this show later. I watched Aliens versus Predator, the original oh. Aliens versus Predator, directed by Paul W. Sanderson. And this is not a wreck, mind you, because it's not a good movie, but it is really fun. It's like stupid fun, and there's great set oh, pieces yeah. in it. But I wanted, have you watched it? I just wanted to ask I you. I saw it in the theater. Have you watched it recently, though? Uh, I, I watched it recently, and like maybe like a, was it like not really recently then? It was a couple years ago I watched it. Okay, it's that's pretty still, much recent it's enough, still fun, I would say. But I'd say okay. it's still fun, but it has this. It didn't really age well. My brother and I always make fun of that one line where she's like, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. <laughs> yeah. And we're just like, that's not even the worst part. This is the thing I wanted to bring up. Why are the predators all so fat in it? Did you see the predators are like super bulky? They all look like they've stop like fat shaming the predators. Like, yes. No, I'm not going to stop fat shaming the predators in this movie. They look so fat. You look at the Predators and all the other Predator movies that are like extra lean, super tone. You could fucking wash a fucking shirt on their abs. Yeah, but well, these are the successful Predators that have eaten a lot. They've had a lot of uh, success so they're very in their healthy. hunting careers. So as a result of that, they're just larger. All these other ones suck or they're younger. That's why they got like, you know, 50 abs. And like, dude, there was one when the first ripped. one came out. I was like, oh, that's weird. He's he must be like the elder Predator because he's like looks kind of fat. Then there was like a short, like a five foot four predator who was overweight, like dangerously overweight. Like, don't get on a plane with this one because something bad could happen. <laughs> on the predator spaceship, he has the seatbelt extender. Yeah, he has a seatbelt. He has to ask for the seatbelt extender. And they bring the extra, they bring the extra extender. That's him gobbling up a Chex Mix before the flight. Jesus, can you just stop fat shaming the predators? No, I won't. <laughs> they should be in better shape. Wait, can can you please pull up a screen? I do not remember any of these fat so predators. I'll actually, I'm actually gonna pull up my, I'm gonna pull up the show Instagram so I could show you, because I made a post about it, and I was like, what the fuck is up with this? And and I was like, do people even realize? Here we go. Here's here's a post dedicated to all the fat predators. Mark, wait. Look look at that one. Look at that one and tell me he's not fat. Right? Yeah, they're like usually they have the narrow waist, right? He no, dude, you this guy doesn't have a waist. This guy has stomach pads. It just on. goes straight to his thighs. It just goes straight. He's a giant set of thighs. That's what he is. Look at this one. This one's a little more toned, but he's fat still. <laughs> they are fat. I'm not like, going to stop. Like, like the, the Wait, mesh, by the way, I see that a lot. This is the five foot four one. This is the five foot four one over here. I forgot about that dude. Yeah, he's fat. Okay. <laughs> he's like a fucking pancake. So you can go to at the Matt Mark movie show uh, to look at our post about the fat predators. And judge for yourself and see, am I right? Am I wrong your favorite or am I right? Predator. Yes. <laughs> who's your favorite? Who's your favorite Predaton? <laughs> Is it fit fat predator? Fat predator? <laughs> morbidly obese predator? 
A diabetic predator? <laughs> Diabetitor. Oh, by the way, because you mentioned that, I was going to say, of all the Predator movies that you've seen recently, which one's your favorite then? Um, uh, My favorite is still, it's, it's still a two-way tie between Predator and Predator 2. I think not enough people acknowledge that Predator 2 fucking rules. It's oh one of my, my favorite God, action movies great. ever made. I love Danny Glover in it. As Mark knows, I think I've done it on the show too. Like I, I love imitating Danny Glover in Predator Two. He's one of my favorite impressions to do. Um, I won't do it again for everybody else who's like had it with that impression. Damn. But <laughs> it's a fantastic movie. But we'll talk about maybe another favorite Predator movie after we get with the Rex. Let's do it. Wait, Mark, what happened? <laughs> want to hear this funny predator 2 memory i had the first time i saw predator 2 was with my my at my uh aunt and uncle's house and it was with my cousins we read it we got predator 2 because we thought it was just like a fun alien action movie no one knew how like grisly and violent it was so we're in the middle of watching it there all the bodies are like strung up from the ceiling and they've been like flayed or whatever and then my uncle this short fat sort of like the fat predator short fat italian guy hair all over his body short shorts on comes down the stairs he's like what are you kids watching (laughs) he got got mad like and we had to shut it off so that was the last time i saw predator and then i had to rewatch predator 2 back in my like early 30s and it was the greatest movie ever (laughs) okay thank you Well, I know on facts, not recommendations, but thank you. Mark? Yes, sir. We've got some shit to wreck. But before we do that, before we do that, I wanted to show you something in a, in a quick bit of house clean. Please go away. Let me sleep for the love of God. Mark, we are on the charts. First, let's let's do bad news, good news first. Bad news, we are not on the charts in Denmark anymore. That's over. Denmark has turned their backs on us. We're not cool enough to be in the Denmark Apple Podcast TV and film review section charts. However... We are charting now in two different countries that we've never charted in before. We are now charting in Brazil at number 160 on Apple Podcasts. And we are also now charting in Saudi Arabia. What? We are charting on Apple Podcasts in Saudi Arabia. We are number 102 there. Our Top Gun episode is what the Saudi Arabians are very interested in. So I don't know if we leaked some kind of army intelligence or they thought it was like some kind of a secret window into the American government. But Saudi Arabia is very interested in our Top Gun Maverick episode. Wow. So we want to say hello and welcome to Brazil. And hello and welcome to Saudi Arabia. And also our good buddies, Portugal, still in there. We went up a spot. We're still on the charts in Portugal for film reviews. We're number 160 on the Portuguese Apple podcast charts. Isn't that fucking crazy, dude? That's crazy. Welcome Thank to you. our uh, Saudi Arabian and Brazilian listeners. That's, That's right. Crazy. Welcome to the fat shaming predator hour. <laughs> this, uh, this is where you are now. Mark, we've got some shit. signed up for in Saudi got Arabia. Got some shit to wreck. 
Let's fucking do it. I figured since I talked before and I had those three random movies that apropos of nothing, I figured I would let you kickstart the Rex and right. we would and maybe I'll, go. Don't worry, I'll keep it brief. No weird stories. It'll be very short. <laughs> okay, I love it. I love it. So my first wreck is everything. Oh, wait, sorry. Everywhere, everything, all at once. I think that's right. Oh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah, I finally got to see that. That was highly recommended. Go see it. Oh, that's such a fucking good movie. How did you watch it? Uh, that one I had to find other where. You found, okay, you found on the high seas. How did yeah. you like it? I loved it. It was great. Uh, and this was your first time seeing it, right? You didn't see it in the theater. Yeah. I had never seen it. I missed it the whole time. So this was my first time seeing it. And I was like, okay, that was a really well-made movie. It's probably one of the best movies I've seen in forever. I so think that's now, probably now my, that you've seen my it, top 10. List. Yeah, I was going to say, where does it sit for you? Like, is it a, is it end of the year favorites list? Is it, do you have a number? Are you saying it's rocking the top of your list? What do, what do you think? I think actually it's, for the, for that year's releases is probably my favorite. I can't compare anything else to wow. it in terms it, of you like, like it better than Top line. Gun Maverick. Yeah, because it brings more to a st- to the story. So it's like Top Gun's a very straightforward story, and it's kind of similar to the first one, and it's very mission based. This one is just a mind bender. Like you have yes. like Top Gun, you can, is something that you can pick up where you are in the story at any point you you'll never be lost this movie you have to watch from beginning to end that's true so, yeah to kind of understand I how would, the world works and what's this yeah. breaking out how the technology and shit works this one engages your brain a lot more than top gun so and your heart like too. it's a very emotional movies, movie yeah. right well actually the my favorite part i think was um that what's that there's that line of dialogue it would nothing matters and spoiler alert. Okay, so at the beginning, the she's like nothing. The, her um, the daughter's the daughter, right? Her um, yes. It's been so long since I've seen it, but she's. I guess you could say she's depressed. She, her, her. The theme is like nothing matters. But then at the end, they totally change it where nothing matters. That same line becomes a positive thing and that like nothing matters because we have we're together and we're spending time together and i thought that was like one of the coolest ways to, i'm i'm a big fan of movies that bookend themselves and that was perfect that was like yeah. perfection this isn't a spoiler to say but like one thing i love about the movie and i've only seen it once mind you i still have not watched it a, a second time yet so i'm curious about how it would hold have you only seen it the one time I've just seen it once. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious about how it'll hold up on repeat viewings, especially because like so much of the movie and it's a fantastic movie, but so much of the movie is based around like the introductory knowledge of introducing you to the world, how that tech works, how the multiversal stuff happens that I'm wondering if kind of when you watch it again, is it going to suffer from that matrix syndrome of like, now they're re-explaining what the matrix is and sort of how this works and what they're going to do. Like, there's still enough to keep you invested, but I wonder if it's going to hit as hard a second time now that you know what to expect. Well, but, I think uh, there's enough detail in it. And this uh, multiverse of madness is what, like, this, they should have made something like this movie. Yes. Like, this yes, is this... Like, the perfect way to make a multiverse movie. And the thing is, you can say there's no rewatchability in that, but I think there's enough detail and the story is compelling enough. Well, as with each viewing, you'll just pick up new details. Because it's yeah. very, they 
they did a great job of weaving a complex storyline and concept into something that's easy to digest. It kind of it also gives off the Scott Pilgrim vibes in terms of action and pacing. So it's a very like it moves. This movie moves really. It's a pretty long movie too, if I recall correctly. Yes. But it goes by really fast. Like yeah, the I, movie just. I I agree, man. That it's, it's paced really well, and I loved just and again, this isn't a spoiler, but it's a small inclusion of being like, I love that the chapter headings were everything, everywhere, all at once. I thought that was like so yeah. clever. Like the minute that that kind of popped off, and I knew that that's what was happening. I was like, this fucking movie. So even that, even the title, the chapter titles are clever. Like are clever references to things. Yeah, and it's so emotional. Other... It's like a very sweet movie. As someone who's like Cantonese, half Chinese, there were a lot of little details in there in terms of cultural stuff that was spot on. Yeah, and I, I think I think one of the directors is Chinese, I believe, or I think so. Yeah, Chinese it's the two descent, Daniels. But, it's um, yeah, I think. Well, they're one of them's in the movie. It's the white guy. He's in the movie. He's it, he's one of the guys in like the S and M dungeon. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, but for what my point was is like this is even though it's just like one of the directors is Chinese and it's not like a actual Chinese production. This is the best Chinese film ever made. Damn. Cause it doesn't, the, when you watch Chinese movies, they have this, they have a very overdramatic, very specific way of acting and the way they present, especially like the mainland Chinese movies. And they all feel is, like um, is the Wandering Earth fake. a mainland Chinese movie? Yeah, that movie's a pile of shit. Yeah, I didn't like that one. But you and know, that one was really this, like, hyped when this... it came out. I remember going to see it, and I was like, "This is cool. I want to see like the biggest sci-fi movie to ever come out of China." And I remember being weirdly disappointed by it. Well, they're very generic. You'll find. Yeah, you know, most of like the mainstream Chinese films are extremely generic, and like the other ones, you either get that the generic action movies or those like big you know dramatic uh period pieces oh yes like get, this like, new one uh... stuff with like by the way that was really cool that i think they were they like was i might see i'm i i've seen this so long ago i don't know if i'm recalling this were they copying like wong car Wai yes there was one there was one flashback section there was one flashback one section where was they were in, like... in the mood for love yes yeah there was it was 100 percent a reference yeah Absolutely and right. I think and, the same thing with the high frame rate as well, where he does the uh, the, the high shutter effect. So you get that kind of like that choppy. like green. Yeah, it's yeah a that's another green. that was like that other. There's another Wong Kar Wai movie where he uses that a lot. It's one of his first. Chunking Express. Remember. Yeah. And it was um, so it feels like each chapter was a different style of Wong Kar Wai film, which was kind of interesting to reference because his, his movies are beautiful. So uh, anyway. I want to call Catch out that first. the Daniels are Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert. You guess which one's the Asian guy. <laughs> you guess. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so there you go. Mark's first wreck. I'm happy you finally saw everything everywhere all at once, man. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, Dude, my first wreck of the week. I'm just going to fucking jump into it. Let's talk Prey. Did you watch Prey? Oh yeah, that's also on my my wreck list as well. well. Let, yeah, let's combine it. Let's just do a quick pray jam. Let's pray together. <laughs> Mark, I saw pray. Uh, funny enough, when my mom was here, she did not watch it with me though because she would have been a total party pooper during the Predator movie. <laughs> she would have been asking me questions, being like, "Why is that guy fat again?" 
<laughs> because the predators don't work out. Uh, no. I watched Prey, the new Predator movie on Hulu, directed by Dan Trachtenberg, and it was fucking fantastic. Mark and I were, like, texting about this immediately. Like, he watched it. This is how I knew it was good, because I was busy doing family shit. I think you watched it, like, the fucking first night it came out. Oh, and yeah. I, I woke up the next day to Mark, like, a text from Mark that was basically like, I'm going to watch it again. That's all you said. I'm going to watch Prey again. I was like, dead giveaway. He loves it. It's got to be amazing. Because, Mark, you like, the only other person I know that takes Predator movies as seriously as I do. <laughs> and, like, loves all the sequels. You don't have a Predator movie that you're like, I don't think this is very good. Like, you and I love all these Predator movies. Oh, they're fucking awesome. They're fucking awesome. And this one did not disappoint, man. I would put this up there. <sighs> I hate ranking shit. Predator, the original Predator and Predator 2 are at the top of my Predator list. But I would put Prey right underneath them. I would put it like comfortably with Predators, the Nimrod on tall uh, version, which I like a lot too. No, um, that one I love. Yeah. It's fucking awesome with Adrian Brody and Walt Goggins and, and all those guys. Um, it was so fast paced and lean. The story just moved. There were no superfluous scenes, no useless characters. Like everything had a point and a purpose to move story forward. Um, and I loved I loved all the cool shit. Like, just on a fucking surface level, like, yes, it's cool. Great fucking idea, man. You're using the fucking, you know, the the Sioux people, or the Comanche people, rather, to do a story and a take on how they experience the Predators. But I was all into, like, the coolness, <laughs> for lack of a better word, of what they did with the actual Predator himself. Like, this is the first movie that really, like, explored the Predator's tech. Like, really explored the Predator's tech. We got to see all the different weapons uh i like seeing the beginnings of the predator's armor and his shield i love when that shield would come out and the design of that stuff um and just seeing like this little like this little mini drones the the net that we've seen before in other predator movies that like squeezes around someone um and you and i talked about this too the gore i couldn't believe how gory it was because i was like disney owns hulu now so fucking way this is gonna be like the safest like pg-13 predator movie ever made and it wasn't like they did, they sacrificed nothing. Like I, I'm quoting you directly. You said that fur trapper scene was a bloodbath, and you were right, dude. It's a <laughs> literal fucking bloodbath. Like just blood flying everywhere, the copious amounts of blood. It was great. And Especially I, too, like I, he ripped favorite... the fucking coyote's head off with the spinal cord hanging oh, out. He tortures animals, so he doesn't give a shit. It's a lot of animal torture if you're not into that. But yeah, what it did was it took a lot of the elements from those the older Predator movies using like you know I guess they're sort of like retrofit technologies or older versions of the technology, but they really made it like you actually got to see what these things did, and it looked believable. Like when that net crushed that guy in a cubes and yes. the and the log, that was like. When you see it in the other movies, it's not as as visceral as that. When you see that guy turn into a bunch of like meat cubes, it's like <laughs> holy shit! Like they don't pull any punches. This movie is, and it's a gorgeous movie too. It's like it looks like a Terrence Malick film. It it's does. Beautiful. Yeah. I also loved the. I'm I'm just gonna call out all the dumb stuff because I loved it. I loved watching the predator fight that giant Kodiak bear, <laughs> just oh, going in town punching him in the head. Yes, holy oh, dude, shit. I loved impaling the bear and he's still cloaked and the blood is what lets you see his his shape finally like that was that's the stuff out of like a comic book that's a fucking oh, great yeah. visual like again i can't believe disney is letting us have this i'm so excited 
you know i hope this is their new path forward like okay the more adult like crazy shit will release through hulu and all the children's yes. crap they can just put on disney just put Plus. to disney well it makes me confident about noah hawley's alien series because now i'm like oh, they're shit. not gonna hold back it's gonna be fucking crazy if it's anything on the level of prey right i think we're gonna be I in for like so. a truly bloody alien series i hope so i'm with this you man definitely revitalized the predator series because you know what the one thing i actually really like about that the predator series if you look at each film they're always in a very different location it doesn't yes. feel as though they're doing the same shit over and over again. Like when you watch the first one and you watch the second one, the second one is like a totally different movie. Yes. it's. Fa- I love that about this series. It doesn't try to like, and when it does reference the other movies, it's done in a really cool way. Not in like some cheesy Not like fan service way. way. Yeah. It's like I very really organic. Want, um, they kind of play with this in Predators, the Nimrod one, but um. Dude, I would love to see a samurai predator movie. Like samurais going to feudal Japan and and fucking samurais are like, we got to fucking take out these predators. That would be dope, actually. That would be awesome. I would also love to see um, a World War II predator movie. I think would be kind of rad, too. Like down in the muck, like kind of overlord style, real crazy, like Normandy fucking predators coming out like the fucking on D-Day, like, right? you're trying to like you're trying to like burn some nazis and a predator comes out like a nazi costume you're like jesus christ this shit's a nazi predator (laughs) it's adolf predator get him that'd be awesome predators have the tiny mustache (laughs) they all have adolf mustaches yes that'd be fucking great perfect hulu make that movie yeah man uh i also wanted to give credit to the cast um especially uh amber mid thunder i believe her name is from legion this movie was kind of like a legion a little bit of a legion um felt like a little bit of a, Le- a legion reunion a little bit because it's like fox you've got amber mid thunder there kind of kicking ass um i don't know there was something about it that seemed like it felt at home in the legion universe a little bit um and also the her brother that guy dakota i forget what his last name is that guy has never acted before yeah, he was the fucking way- great he was awesome. I kind of like that they they use a lot of it was pretty much unknown actors. It actually it makes it you more attached to or it makes it more believable because it's not like yes. ah there's you know Tom Cruise he's that guy. It was like these are these feel more like real people because I'm not familiar with them at all. Even the like. um even the trappers like everybody was like I think Amber Midthunder was the biggest name quote unquote right. Uh, a lot of people online were getting her confused for Aubrey Plaza. Funny enough, another Legion oh cast God. member. <laughs> I guess because Aubrey Plaza also had a movie, a new movie just come out on the, at the same time because every single fucking movie came out on the same day. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Wasn't it? And people were weird? getting confused because they were like, is that Aubrey Plaza fighting a predator? And now I think we need an Aubrey Plaza predator movie. Basically, <laughs> put a predator in any movie TV show automatically. Uh, I think elevates it, makes it better. <laughs> Prey. Was there anything else I wanted to say about Prey? Yes. Um, spoiler. Let's do that. I mean, we've spoiled a bunch of shit already, but yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> Assume spoilers for everything, but I love the inclusion of the flintlock pistol from Predator Two. The thing that they have at the end. I don't was even the remember gun, that shit. The gun she took from the fur trapper, where the fur trapper was teaching her how to shoot, 
that's the exact flintlock pistol that they, the Predators give to Danny at the end of Predator 2 as the reward, as the message. Oh, shit. The oh, same okay. fucking gun. Damn. Got the same plate and everything. And I was like, that's yeah, like fucking the name genius. On it. Yes. Same pistol. Isn't that cool? That's pretty dope. That's I the kind of like tie-in shit I love. Shit. I love. I'm a sucker for that kind of shit. The minute I saw it, I was like, Predator 2, bitch. Yes. <laughs> yes. I want to see fucking Danny come out. That's the only thing I don't like about Predators, the Nimrod one, is that we've talked about this, is that Lawrence Fishburne is so miscast in it. He's, he's clearly supposed to be Danny Glover from Predator 2, but Danny was literally too old for this shit and, and couldn't do it. You know, like, did, wouldn't, wouldn't it have been so much cooler and such a better connection to the series to have Danny on the planet. You oh, know what especially I mean? since he's like old and grizzled. Yes. Now, like, you know? and, and he's not fat. Like, again, I don't want to fat shame more predator people, but Lawrence Fishburne is too fat to be a survivor on the predator planet. That's what planet. I was about to say. He's like, yeah, well, well, maybe he's eating a lot of other people. Maybe like, he's eating a lot of other predators. The why he's there for so long. <laughs> <laughs> but Danny like looks thin and emaciated. It would have worked if you were like, yeah, know, he's, He's one of the only guys who bested the Predators, just like Dutch from the first movie. So the Predators picked him up and brought him to the Predator planet to hunt. And that he's just been, been hiding cool. out. That would have been fucking awesome. But instead, we got goddamn Lawrence Fishburne. Would you, by the way, would you have wanted to see Dutch there? I would, even if it was uh, people. I Look, I'm going to piss people off. I don't think I want to see Dutch fight the Predators again. We've seen it. I would rather get some closure on Dutch. Like, if you're on the Predator planet you see like a tombstone or you see like his head or something. So it's, it's clear. Oh shit. He came back to fight them again and, and they got him right. Something to close. I just want something to close out his, like his head on a pile of creatine. Yeah. Like, they got him. <laughs> exactly. Right. They fucking killed him. They just reform him. They ripped off all his limbs, like, like fucking pulled him apart. And then they tried to just put him back together. But like the legs and the arms are in the wrong spots. <laughs> He's like a scarecrow. He's like a fucking human scarecrow on the Predator Actually, planet. that would be pretty dope. <laughs> human scarecrow Dutch just hanging out in a field that they run into. Dude, how funny and would that be? And then Fat Morpheus eats him. Yeah, he's like, got any food around here? You got any Arizona iced tea, <laughs> chips, and salsa? That's the first thing he says when they land. You guys got any food? You guys got any rations? Preferably a lot of rations. Jesus, we just got here on the Predator planet. Can we have a fucking moment, Lawrence? <laughs> thank you. So, Prey, I think that's a big-time wreck from me and Mark, for oh, sure. Yeah. Everybody's seen Hell it already, yeah. but I don't care. Sound design was brilliant in it, too. Yes. It, was, it was one of the first times I saw a streaming movie, and I was like, I wish this was in the theater because... That would have been such an amazing theater experience. And compare, unfortunately, we won't get that. We were talked about this. We talked about this a, a bit too this weekend. But compare the sound design on this, which feels like it's sound designed and sound mixed and edited properly, like a real movie, versus the Netflix movies that, like, for whatever reason, don't have sound mixing or, or sound design on them. They sound all empty and flat, and they only have voice tracks from actors. <laughs> like, yeah, it's weird. It's like sound effects are like level eleven. <laughs> vocals are at like a two so every fucking time i watch these movies i'm like for predator i didn't have to do it the mix was great i heard things behind me yep it was very directional but there's another movie on my reckless where it was just like i was turning up the volume for the dialogue and i'm yeah i know i'm old but there's like 
a degree where you're like, okay, I'm bumping it past. Like I always try to keep it like 35, try not to go to bed. I was hitting like close to 50 just to hear these motherfuckers. And then after the dialogue, it goes into an action sequence. Then all these gunshots are like, boom, boom, boom. I'm like, Jesus Christ, my Breaking neighbors your house. are going to kill me. <laughs> your wall falls down and the HOA is yeah. there. You owe us for this too, bitch. It's weird. Nobody knows how to mix for a center channel. And the problem is because everyone has sound bars, those are all muddled together. I like it. I think you're right. you like it. I like it. No, I like the idea that we are criticizing Netflix because I do think it need this needs to be acknowledged more so that they fix it. Like, hey, don't spend so much money on all the action and fucking song rights that you're clearly using all the money for. Put some of that money into sound mixing and editing and make your movie properly sweetened so that it sounds right. Oh, yeah. Um, you Mark's figure that's tweet, like the one thing they would do. It's like the most it's noticeable so easy. thing. Yes, it's just like filmmaking 101, man. Like have a good mix. Have a good sound edit. Sweet. They call it sweetening. Sweeten that shit so it sounds really nice. Boom. Export. That's all you got to do. Don't just fucking take the rough vocal tracks. It's like some of this shit doesn't even sound like it's 80 yard properly. I'm like, get the shit from the shoot, the raw audio from the shoot. And that's what we're using on the final print of the movie. <laughs> Mark, since we both recommended Prey, do you want to go next with um, a, a wreck from your list? Yeah, let's see if we uh, both watch this one. Here's my next wreck. And it, this follows that comment on the audio. Uh, I watched Night Shift. And I was pleasantly surprised. I didn't even know anything about. This oh, you mean movie. Uh, you mean day shift? Day shift. Oh, sorry, day shift. Yeah. Day so shift. I didn't know uh, anything about this movie. It just it just auto played after um, I was watching someone something, and I was like, okay, cool. I like Jamie Foxx. He's a fun dude. It's an action movie. Looks interesting. I didn't know the storyline or anything because it just I just went into it. I, I was like, okay, I'm not going to read anything about it. Let's, I'll just watch it. Looks fun, and. Uh, it was a blast. That The action sequences, I, have you watched it? So, unfortunately, I haven't watched it yet. I was okay, going to start I... watching it the other night, and I fell asleep. Um, but I've heard basically this, that it's a lot of fun, and it has some really fun action. It's the same guys that made John Wick, right? It's 87 North. It's the yeah. same production company. So, all the action is on that John Wick level. Yeah, you can see their say? hand in those action sequences, yeah. for okay. sure. And, and I've, heard, I've heard it's just really, really well fun. choreographed. Oh, it's super fun. All right. I, I, you know what? I honestly think you should watch it. So I'm not going to say anything because most of the other okay. stuff I have to say about it would entail would, spoilers. Would give it away. All right. So. I'm sorry. I wanted to watch it and I really was, but I fucking fell asleep. <laughs> I just couldn't do it. I literally started the movie and this is not a knock on the movie. It's a knock on me. I crashed out like a lazy bum. I just crashed out. Well, you out. know what? I, I have a feeling that next week or whenever you'll whenever you watch it, you'll probably wreck it and then we can talk about it. We but can talk properly. I think yeah. you should just watch it because it's it's too much fun to give stuff away. To okay, be okay, good yeah. call. Okay, thank you. All right, so that's a wreck from Mark on day shift. I'm gonna watch it hopefully this week. Um, all right, I'll I'll wreck one. I want to know if you've saw if you see this yet. I saw Bullet Train. Did you see Bullet Train? I did not see okay. it. I didn't get a chance to. So. Similar to Day Shift, I won't spoil the movie for you, um, but I will say I'll keep it. I'll keep it spoiler free. Um, it's fun. It's a lot better, I think, than those Rotten Tomato scores would have you believe. I know it has like kind of a lower, sort of middling Rotten Tomato score and even a middling audience score, which I don't quite get. This is a fun movie. It's incredibly well made. Again, same John Wick guys. I even think it's David Leach 
who directed the John Wick movies, directed oh, really? Bullet Train. Um, and it's based off a popular, um, I want to say it's a Japanese story, a very popular Japanese novel. Um, so Brad Pitt is in it, but it's very much an ensemble movie. It's like Snatch. He's like the Brad. He he's like the Brad Pitt in Snatch. He is the Brad Pitt in Snatch. <laughs> he Brad Pitt does it again. He plays himself. No, uh, it's like Snatch, where Brad Pitt <laughs> has a big part, but he is not the centerpiece of the movie at all. Uh, the train is, and all the people that are on the train. I expected it to be really dumb. It was so fun. It's so well put together. The action is like the action is both kinetic and hilarious. Oh, um, but really? Brian Tyree Henry and a Aaron Taylor Johnson play twin brothers. Uh, their names are Lemon and Tangerine. They are the best part of the movie. They steal the movie. They're hilarious. They're like two Cockney brothers. Uh, I want a whole movie with Lemon and Tangerine. I thought they were great. There's great that characters. Sounds like a, a good title. <laughs> yeah, kind of similar to, um, you know, how they do in the John Wick movies with the Continental, right? They have those sort of quirky, those sort of quirky character flourishes, right? The old timey phone operators and stuff like that style that's in those john wick movies is very much here in the character design of each and every character in bullet train even the fucking extras like even the people like they're so stylized and well designed that you're like is this guy just like a fucking usher on the train like a guy who's getting tickets or is he gonna be like a hitman or something like is everybody on the train a hitman it's a lot of fun dude and i thought oh no because like People were saying that all the best stuff was in the trailers and you had seen everything. I call bullshit on that. There were so many excellent sequences that were not in the trailers that you were not prepared for. And the action isn't small. Like I thought it was going to be like too claustrophobic and contained in those train cars. Oh no. The action gets very big, like super big, super wide. Uh, I had a lot of fun. And also what's that guy's name? He fucking rules. Uh, I should look this up. Is it the Japanese dude? Yes, you know exactly who I'm yeah, talking about. I love his, that actor. He's awesome. His name is, I want to call him out. Oh, his name is Andrew. Oh, no. His name is Hir Hiroyuki Sonata. Uh, you know him probably from, um, let me scroll through his output. He's in a lot of movies. Um, his name is Hiroyuki Sonata. He was in, sorry, this is taking me so long, Army <laughs> of the Dead. Uh, Avengers. Oh, that, yeah, that's right. He's like the the boss guy, right? He yes. runs the bank or something or the casino. Yes, he was in Speed Racer, The Wolverine. Uh, he was in Rush Hour Three. He's also in Sunshine, the Danny Boyle uh, spaceship yes. movie, Sunshine. Hiroyuki Sonata. This guy rules. He would be great for our Predator Samurai movie that we. Oh my make. god, that would be. I would totally pay for that. He's By the way, fucking excellent in it. He's gonna be in the next Mortal Kombat as well. So who's he playing? Look out for who's that. he playing? Shang Tsung. Oh, he's oh, he's Scorpion. Yeah. Oh my God, that's where I saw him from. I was literally just combing through the guy's IMDb and I missed it. We okay. We did a rec an episode. On we fucking recorded it with our buddy John Say from Love of Cinema Podcast. There's our obligatory Love of Cinema Podcast mention. There you go. <laughs> that one's for you guys. Um, dude, I loved it. I really had a great time. I think you will like it a lot, Mark. Um, it's also, I know you're like kind of being very picky and choosy with the movies you're going to in the theater. This is one to see in the theater. Oh, it is. It's Does a it great... feel, by the way, overly CG or? No. 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 Oh, it doesn't. Oh, good. No. It's Thank a great, uh, great theatrical experience. It's just a fun movie. Like if you, this is like a perfect dog days of summer matinee. Like if you want to waste two hours on a hot day and go to a movie, go to, go to bullet train. You, oh, you will okay. not do better than Bullet Train, my friend. 
That's strong what it recommend felt for like me. when I when I saw it. So I'll definitely check it out. Now. Yes, I think you will get a lot out of this. I think you'll enjoy it. So there you go. That's me, Bullet Train. Mark, what's next on your regs? Oh shit! Let's see. Where should I go next? Um, I'm being you know smart what? and crossing them out as I go, so I don't. Yeah, like, no. I'm like sizing up the rest find, of my like, list. A good order for this. So let's see. I guess since you talked about action movies, I'm gonna go with. Uh, unfortunately, trying to find this movie was like impossible. So I had to watch it. Hitman from 1991 is this amazing Chuck Norris film, and unfortunately. The, if you rent it on um, Amazon, I think it's like they charge you four bucks, but it's still like a shitty SD copy. So I found someone had put it on. I don't know if it's legit or not, as in if they have the licensing, but someone put it up on YouTube for free. And that's where I saw it. And I had just seen that clip in the restaurant where he blows this guy out of a window with a shotgun. And I was like, ha, that's hilarious. That's probably the best part in the movie. Fuck no. This movie <laughs> is balls to the wall action. It's like the Godfather on crack. Some of the set pieces and things they do with the characters are like, holy shit, is this a B movie? Because this movie feels like it's fucking fantastic. It's so much fun. And probably the best ending in an action film. It is so fucking good and i don't i'm not sure if you've seen it or not and i if you haven't i have not seen it yet but you know i love chuck norris now i feel like now you have to watch lone wolf mcquade you will love lone wolf McQuaid. okay i'll watch it but this movie though the characters like action sequence i don't know i just can't say enough good it's you know what it is it's a it's just a fun really well made it's what an action movie should be it's not preaching at you it's not telling it's just like here's a character in a situation and this is the shit he's doing and all the stuff he does is totally fucking <laughs> and badass. And Chuck Norris. And Chuck Norris, yeah, Chuck Norris plays a really menacing hitman in this movie. He actually, he's not trying to joke around. He's like very serious. Is he the he bad guy in it? Really well. I'm not going to tell you shit, buddy. Oh, you watch shit. This all right. It's I'm going to watch it. Good, though. So you said you watched it on, on YouTube. Yeah, I watched it on YouTube. And I have to say, though, this is like of all the Chuck Norris movies I've seen. And granted, I haven't seen many of them. And most of them I watched as a kid, but this one is perhaps the best. And I would say wow. like in, in my nineties action movie rotation, this one's totally getting added to it. Cause I had so much Whoa. fun and I really hope that one day they get a nice 4k print of it. Cause it's actually a really good looking movie. Have you seen Delta force? I have. Yeah. A long ass time ago. When I was yeah. A that's yeah. got some fun action too, man. Those Chuck Norris movies are a fucking blast. They're so good, fun, though. I'm gonna watch the Hitman. You've made me excited okay. to watch yes, it. I'm please. good, but I'm gonna watch it on YouTube, I guess. There's no, unfortunately, there's. It's always gonna be like DVD quality in terms of picture quality. From even the version on YouTube compared to the Amazon version is basically it's the same. All, I think I don't. I could not, for the life of my, find like any sort of 1080p version of this. Wow. Okay. I'm making a note. I'm literally writing down. Watch Hitman on YouTube. Holy crap! I had so much. I was like. As soon as scenes happen, I was rewinding them and rewatching them again because I had so much fun with this movie. That's fucking awesome, man. I, I You're making me excited because I need like oh, a new no, silly I, Chuck Norris movie. I cannot fucking wait. The two movies I'd love to hear your thoughts on are Day Shift and Hitman. And All these right. two movies are they're fucking super fun. Like if you just want to have fun, 
Like that's what movie. These are what movies should be. They should be fun. You know? Yes. We're tired. Of I don't want to learn any homework. Fun. You know how I was talking about learning lessons. After I watch these movies, like, I don't give a shit about lessons. I just love watching <laughs> these super fun action movies. My lesson is to watch the movie on YouTube for free. Yeah, these are lessons in violence and how to apply <laughs> violence. <laughs> Dude, you you've made me excited about both of the movies because you know I yeah, love cheesy fun. 90s action. So I'm excited to visit both of these movies. Awesome. You should know I'm not even joking like Yes, the quality is going to look like when you first fire up that YouTube video, you're going to be like, holy shit, this is dog ass. But the movie is so good. You're going to forget you about won't it. Mind that like Chuck Norris looks like a fucking Lego block. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> That's actually he kind of already looks like a Lego figure. He looks like a Lego <laughs> minifigure. If you look at his face and hair, right? You kind of yeah, he around. does. And by the by the way. Even though he's got that fucking mullet, the most terrifying man with a mullet, Chuck Norris in Hitman. Wow. Mark, wait, it's now I want to so keep talking good. about Chuck Norris. Did you, have you seen Invasion USA? No, I did not. That's no, the, I haven't. Oh, that's the other one you got to watch. And you got to watch I'll Hero and the Terror. Down. Dude, you got to watch all these Chuck Norris movies, especially now that you're like watching Hitman and you're into it. <laughs> Dude, I got a list of Chuck Norris movies for you to watch. Can I ask you a question since we're uh, we're doing Chuck Norris really quick? What is your favorite Chuck Norris movie so far? It's Lone Wolf McQuaid by, by, Wolf a, McQuaid? by a mile. Okay. Yeah, that's the best Chuck Norris movie I've seen. Now, I have not seen The Hitman yet. Shit's that, about to change. That might be my new favorite. <laughs> that might be my new favorite. But right now, it's Lone Wolf McQuaid. By the way, you know what? Godfather's here, right? And I'm putting it like at chess level. Fucking Hitman is here above like my above head. That's head. where I'm putting my hand. It's like on the That's ceiling, your hand. This movie should have gotten the accolades that Godfather had. <laughs> Fuck you Godfather. do not. We should say, we should clarify. Mark does not like the Godfather movies. He like he gives the looks, he loves to get them give them a lot of shit. You love to a... wreck the Godfather and rub its name through the mud. The other thing, too, is I really have a problem with people like making like mafia types to be cool but they're just pieces of shit you know what i mean they're like collecting money and beating up people that are have small businesses and i'm supposed to be like oh isn't the godfather cool he's so tough and his children are awesome they're fucking assholes they're all scummy shits and when fucking what's his when the godfather finally face plants in his orange trees i'm Did like you good clap? riddance yeah it's like <laughs> mark applause at that part Bravo. You know what? I when I uh, at the end of Hitman, I applauded Chuck for a, Norris for a different he was reason. Bad ass. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking a the Hitman. All right. Well, speaking of older movies, next up for me, I'm gonna go with the oldest movie on my list right now. Mark, I finally watched Chud. C H U D yes. Chud. I'll tell you why though. Here's the reason I watched Chud. Why did I randomly watch Chud? Okay, I love horror movies. I love those older, you know, Scream Factory, 70s, 80s horror movies. I had never seen Chud. It was always like a blind spot for me. So, and I was always curious about it. You know, I love guys in rubber suits. I love that era (laughs) of of straight-to-video horror. Like, I love Dirty Grimy New York, 80s New York, my favorite New York. Um, Filthy New York. (laughs) Filthy New York. The, The New York of the Ninja Turtles of 1990. Okay, this is the New York. The New York of Basket Case. This is my New York, okay? I love New York. The New York of Coming to America, the original, not the new one. 
Um, <laughs> I love. So I, I just have never gotten around to seeing Chud. And, you know, I circulate a lot of horror message boards, horror, the horror subreddit on Reddit, uh, Dreddit, they call it. Um, <laughs> I have always heard about uh, Bud the Chud. And it's apparently a reference to the sequel, Chud 2, Bud the Chud, uh, which has its own storied history that apparently it's not even a real Chud movie. It was a Night of the Living Dead sequel that they repackaged as a Chud sequel. So it's not even a proper Chud sequel. And for some reason in it, there's a character named Bud the Chud. I've seen Bud the Chud memes. And the completist in me wanted to know what that was, but knew I couldn't just watch Chud 2, Bud the Chud. I had to watch Chud 1 so that I could properly understand chud 2 so i watched chud i still have not watched bud the chud <laughs> uh chud 1 was fucking awesome oh yeah it's a super slow burn movie especially the first half as they're getting the pieces together and you're just kind of with the human characters but it is a murderer's row cast first off there's a home alone pre-home alone there's a home alone yes. reunion with daniel stern and john hurd the dad from home alone who share screen time they team up at the end of the movie but dude, Kim Greist from Brazil, John Goodman, the comedian Jay Stein, the fucking police uh, guy that they, um, the police captain that they follow around, that guy is somebody. It's There's a ton of random, familiar, like before they were famous faces in this oh, movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's loaded with it. Like even bullshit side characters are like fucking actors you're going to recognize like from your favorite sitcoms from the 90s and shit so that's actually what i was going to say i was like that cast list is surprisingly good it's for this movie fucking that... long right i did not expect chud to have star power you know what i mean yeah, I was like who's gonna be in this uh chud if you're curious stands for cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers <laughs> but it also has another <laughs> it also has another meaning leading it later on in the movie that i won't spoil um as you're discovering where the chuds came from the origin of the chuds and they are basically these ju disgusting sewer mutant cannibals <laughs> that are under new york city and you watch all these different that's what i liked it wasn't like it wasn't like the classic like it's a fireman who's trying to save his family and stumbles across the chuds like the characters in it are like regular new yorkers one guy's a photographer another guy daniel stern works at a fucking homeless shelter like these are just people who want to protect their communities. Like in that way, didn't it kind of remind you a little bit of Sesame Street? Like these are the people yeah. that would like live on Sesame Street that just want to protect their street from cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. So they're going to band together and do what they got to do to, to fucking defeat the chuds. But I love Oscar it. popping out. It's just like <laughs> it's a, a chud. Yeah. By the way, chud that comes out of the garbage can. It was actually really cool to see old New York yes from that time period it, did it make you the nostalgic city, the city is a character in, in and of itself because it's taking you to areas that have since been disney-fied and cleaned up like yes. meatpacking district looks so different back dude then. even his area of soho that he's in yeah that's like, like people forget that dangerous. soho was a shithole it's the soho of martin scorsese's after hours where you're like that yes. guy's gonna fucking get knifed like you go to Soho today, man. That's where you go shopping and you can't afford to shop anywhere yeah. because a fucking book bag is like $500. Like there's like an Alexander McQueen store where <laughs> yeah, someone exactly. was slaughtered, you know, like you can't even buy coffee in Soho. It's $20. You know, there are like these fashionable coffee shops. Do you know there's like a Genesis store? You know, that car, the luxury car, Kia's yes. luxury brand. They have like a gigantic dealership store. In so like who in the that fuck area. can shop there? Weird. Nobody. No one. No I, one I can shop there. 
Um, you can. Mark can. No, I can't. Um, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy you watched Chud because I, I just mentioned it to you. Did you watch it because I watched it or you just happened no, to watch I it? No, I had watched this before you and it was actually supposed to be on my rec list. It was, I had watched Amazing. this. I think I may have mentioned it on one of the episodes because it was, yeah, it was, I, I only watched it recently and primarily because I was on Amazon Prime and it was just like, you should watch Chud. It yes. was just in the recommendation list. And you know why I think it is? I think it was based off of, because I don't really touch Prime much. And a lot of my recommendations on Prime for the algorithm come from when you and I first started the show and we were reviewing those old movies and a lot of them were on Prime. So now I think Prime is like, here's oh. some old horror movies that you will love. And Chud was in my recommendation list. So I didn't know anything about it. I just, I just saw it was like in old school, New York, eight, 1984. And I was like, okay. That's around when I was born. Let's watch it. And it was the first parts almost feel like a documentary because they're shot yes. like, you know, on the street, natural light. You know, they have, you know, it's funny. They had like a guy that stuff is called Jijong Fun. It's like, um, it's like a rice noodle and there's like meat in it. There was a, that Chinatown guy selling the Jijong Fun. You had that Chinese oh, guy in his blue oh, booth. Oh shit. Yeah. Yes. That's. So that's like, there's a, I think it's called. That's like, old school New York, yeah, man. Like new, no, no one, you can't see that anywhere else. But back in the day, I remember those, there'd be these guys that like street vendors and they would sell like those, like, you know, it basically some snacks on the street. So it was great. It was so cool to see that stuff. Cause I had forgotten about that. Although, yes. I also love, didn't thing, you love that it, it took it to like, it took it to like the, um, the infrastructural level where it was like, they had to get the EPA involved and it was like a giant cover up. And then like the greedy <laughs> New York fucking politicians and city comptrollers and shit are like, turn on the gas. Who fucking cares if it poisons everybody? Yeah, that's like, what made it even more believable because <laughs> yeah. that's like New York City and still is to this day. It's just <laughs> like fighting these idiots that have power and i love that they it's so funny you you can you know you recognize the the cart the the chinese food cart but like i loved getting to see that they congregate at the end around that burger stand that's right there um as you're going from soho to the village it's like it literally looks like an old-timey 1950s like burger shop on the corner burgers and ice cream on the outside and it was just so fun to see these old New York landmarks with some fun guys in rubber suits, monster suits running around. Yeah. <laughs> the effects are awesome. I also loved, I love Kim Greist from uh, Brazil, but I was like, okay, cool. Is Kim Greist just going to be eye candy in this? No. She is like a real character who at the end of the movie, you know, but throughout the movie you discover she's pregnant. So now she's got a reason to kind of like protect herself. She can't just, you know, go around willy nilly. So when the chud is in her building, She's not just protecting herself. She's trying to save the life of her baby. And she's fighting Chuds off with a fucking samurai sword. Funny enough to bring this <laughs> shit back full circle to the samurais, okay? Kim Greased using a samurai sword to fight off a Chud in her apartment. Tell me you don't want to watch this fucking movie if you haven't it's, watched it already. To be honest, I wouldn't mind seeing like a remake of this movie. Like if they did it. Yeah. And, you know. But I still would want no digital Chuds. No CG oh, Chuds. Oh, no. That's physical, what was practical so great. suit Chuds. Like the the how visceral those effects were and how like yes. slimy things are. I also are. Love I the, loved the, it. Kind of just like the Predators, you know, they got that neon green blood. The Chuds are the same way. They've got the glowing eyes and then, you know, if they get hurt, uh, cut or hurt, um, they have the glowing neon blood that shoots that out. Was, that was definitely like an 80s, early 90s thing. Like the neon yellow blood, you yeah. know? They're like, They're this like, is really going to pop cool on screen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I fucking love that. 
Uh, that's so fun, man. I'm so glad you saw Chud and I can like talk to you about it because yeah, I'm glad no one else in the too. world yeah. has seen it. I've got, no, I, got, I posted about it on Instagram and I got some random commenters who are clearly fans of Chud who, you know, I kind of commented back and forth with, but it was fun to talk to you about it because I was like, all right, I want to talk to another film person who's seen the movie and is excited about it like I am because just hearing you get excited about it is making me, I'm, have you, have you watched Chud 2 yet? No, I haven't. Okay, I so I'm, I'm going to watch Chud 2. Now. I'm going to watch Chud 2, but I, I have been warned, and I think it was somebody in our comments on Instagram said, oh. hey, just so you know, beware, Chud 2 is not really a Chud movie. They try to sneak in a Night of the Living Dead sequel or Return of the Living Dead sequel and and play it off like a Chud movie. So Wait, is very that interested how to see big how that works. Chud was that they would repurpose? Don't you feel as though Night of the Living Dead would have more brand That's what I would think, yes. Like, I Chud guess they the thought... knows about Chud? Well, that just seems like the most backwards New York B-movie producer thing. It's like, <laughs> all we have rights to is this Chud. So we're just going to stick the Chud name on anything that we could buy. And it was like, they just happened to be able to get their hands on that movie, that complete movie <laughs> that they had nothing to do with. I'm not saying this is what happened, but this is clearly what happened. And then they renamed it <laughs> Chud too. That's definitely what happened. Uh, so Chud, it's on Amazon Prime. It's a lot of fun, especially if you want a really gritty 80s new york monster movie it's really fun man i loved it Chug. it is also a, you're right it's a nice tour of new york city like if people are wondering like what new york used to be that that movie taxi driver those are the movies you have to watch because you really yeah. get a feel and, for new and york. basket case i would say the first basket oh, yeah. case gives you a really good look and after hours martin scorsese's after hours yes. will also give you a really good look at the city in uh in circa 1985 so god i love after hours mark but what's yeah, next I'm super for you? happy you liked it I uh let's it. see where so we did that's kind of like horror. let's see do i have anything kind of similar to that i have uh, another horror movie too just so you know if you want to oh, keep it horror do. in this section ah, <laughs> damn it i don't, I don't want to play my another. cards here yeah i'm trying by the way i'm trying to filter it so that i do all my movies first and then the series yeah i figured we'd <laughs> save the series for the end I so only have four. one more movie the rest of mine are rex out or tv rex oh. after that i have one more okay. movie that's it all right. So I guess, I, unfortunately, I can go with an old movie. My friend recommended this movie called Love Don't Cost a Thing. And it's just like, because I was, as people know, I'm homeschooled. I wasn't like, I don't know what pop culture was or like how certain things were. So my friend recommends these like old movies that I, that I'll, from her childhood. And she's like, oh, these are like the, these are the, and she's around my age, uh, a little bit younger, but She's like, these are the movies I grew up with. So I get now I'm getting to re-experience like the dude. Love don't movies. cost a thing. This is like a Nick Cannon movie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Wait a but minute, Mark. You're watching the, Love oh, Don't Cost. Some, watching Nick some, Cannon movies. I have some really dude. Uh, what's his Steve face? Fucking Steve Harvey is in this movie. Steve Harvey is fucking hilarious in this oh movie. Oh my god, Mark. It's such a dumb movie. <laughs> It's hilarious and it's fantastic because it's this like this, it's, this no, it's like it's this time sliver from this period that I never experienced. So it was just a fun, stupid movie. And the thing is, like, he's building like a car that he has to like assemble. I don't know. I like cars, so it's got fucking cars in it, man. Here's here's the cast list <laughs> for people at home if you're curious about Mark watching Love Don't Cost a Thing. Here we go. Nick Cannon. Christina Milian. Here we go. Keenan Thompson. Steve Harvey. This is not a joke. Cal Penn. Mark. 
What are you doing? It's just just stuff. What? What do you want me to recommend? This like fucking hilarious. Citizen Kane and this like Macbeth. The movie is about a high school loser who pays a cheerleader to pose as his girlfriend so he can be considered cool. Isn't this kind of the story of Can't Buy Me Love? I never saw that. What's that? <laughs> this is that same movie. Can't Buy Me Love. This is the black version of Can't Buy Me Love. Can't Buy Me Love was a movie in the 80s with oh, Patrick Dempsey. And it's about an outcast who secretly pays the most popular girl in school $1,000 to pretend to be his girlfriend for a month. Wait, and as yeah, I'm looking now, so I guess yes, I don't have to this see is that a movie. remake. <laughs> this is a remake. The Nick Cannon remake of Don't, Bu- uh, don't Buy Me Love is called Love Don't Cost a Thing. This is hilarious. I love that you watched this. <laughs> I, it's a fun movie. I like fun stuff. Mark is watching you know? The Hitman, Chud. And then love don't cost a thing. Yeah, I don't. I don't give a shit. I have you're, no principles. You're a or... complicated guy, Mark. <laughs> you're a complicated. Oh, guy. I have another one that's even fucking worse. If you thought that was a terrible recommendation, which it isn't, it's a fucking fun movie. goddammit. But if you thought that was weird, I refuse wait till to I believe to that my... that's good. Oh, I would take that I... wreck with a giant grain of salt. I have something that wreck to recommend later. That's you will be like, what is wrong with you? Okay, Love Don't Cost a Thing. Mark, how did you watch watch Love Don't Cost a Thing? Uh, I believe I had to go to the seas for that one. You went to the high seas again for that one? High seas. <laughs> Love Don't Cost a Thing. If, the, if I didn't think that trailer would be loaded with sound cues and music drops, I would play it. Dude, it's so much fun. It's so it's ridiculous. Let's see if we can get through the trailer before they bombard us with music. Oh, Let's you're see. not. Like the first five seconds is gonna be some Snoop Dogg song. You're gonna have to cancel that shit right there. Here out. we go. Love don't cost a thing. Mark's recommendation. Boom. There you are. Watch me. Oh my oh, yeah, god. It's James In the first Brown, five baby. seconds we get James Brown. I'm gonna <laughs> mute it. I'm gonna mute it, Mark. So it looks like um Here's the cool girl. Nick Cannon has an afro. <laughs> From Pool Boy. Oh, please say to, to Cool Boy. Please. To Cool Boy! I fucking called it! I fucking called it. Dude, the trailer copy came up and I predicted it. That's the kind of movie this is. From Pool Boy to Cool Boy. Whoever wrote that, you're fired. You're just oh. mad because you didn't come up with that. <laughs> Alvin was a dreamer. Please, next one, say he's a creamer. Please oh, say, I was gonna say Reamer. He's a Reamer. From Dreamer and to his, Reamer. Alvin was a Dreamer and his ass got Reamered. <laughs> Steve Harvey looking ridiculous like you think Steve Harvey does with a giant Dude, fedora Steve on Steve Harvey inside. is hilarious in this movie. <laughs> Dude, who are these people? Mark, this You like, like these like 40-year-olds playing high Dude, school stuff. You know that movie, not another teen movie, that like spoofs teen movies? That's what this movie looks like. It looks like the real-life version of that. Yeah, it's a fun movie. <laughs> it looks like Nick Cannon now is uh, with some token white guys <laughs> that they made him put in the movie. And yeah, he hangs out with nerds, basically. He hangs out with nerds, and he's putting together a car, and he's going from pool boy to cool boy. Oh, wait, Holy wait, do you see this shit. transition? Do they show it? Come on, show him. Oh, is he cool oh, now? Oh, shit. Is he cool now? Wait oh, here it comes. <laughs> no more afro? <Yeah>. Oh! <laughs> he's in, Mark, Look at you need that. to buy this. fucking fly. <laughs> he's in a light blue velvet suit, velvet tracksuit. Yeah. Mark. By the way, by the way, there's a scene 
where people think it's cool to hang your new Jordans around your neck. So they just wear their shoes like necklaces. It's fucking great. <laughs> and that's Mark, like their power. Their, that's their, their power play is to wear their new sneaker, their new kicks around their shoulders. <laughs> Like I the love, two shoe tits hanging. I love that we had a, a section of this show to call out random movies. Mark bypasses that section, waits for the Rex to drop. Love hey, don't cost a, a thing on Rex. me. This ain't mediocre, baby. <laughs> How dare Mark. you play a mediocre sound? Oh my football. god! Oh my god! This is hilarious. Okay, Mark. I love Look at this. There's the shoes. See that they're wearing the shoes. Oh, he is wearing the shoes around his neck. Cool. Yeah, you thought I was lying. Look at this shit. <laughs> Mark, uh, people at home to clarify this isn't a bit we're not being funny mark watched this movie and is recommending it. yeah you should watch this shit people watch this i will oh, never that. watch he this fucking... but you know what i'm happy oh there's the <laughs> shoes around the neck <laughs> this he's so wearing the sneakers around his neck it's not a joke okay you know what i love that you love this this is great mark there's a lot of butts in this trailer i appreciate yeah. that I see a lot of Lots cheerleader of butts. Ass. This is good. And well, Alvin did go from dreamer to get in his ass reamered. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, is this the serious part of the trailer? I saw like some moody lighting. <laughs> Mark, I can't believe you watched this. Mark, I'm trying to picture Mark at home in his fucking, his HOA home. <laughs> and he's got his massive personal theater, his amazing sound system. He's he's flexing the sound system, playing Great like sound PlayStation Five, <laughs> the most fu- cyberpunk. And then he's like, you know, I've had enough of playing cyberpunk. I'm gonna turn the lights down and put on Love Don't Cost a Thing. <laughs> and Mark, oh there shit, is, look, you can watch it on there, YouTube. <laughs> he's eating his fucking dinner in front of the TV. It's giant screen. Mark has a giant screen in his house, <laughs> and he's watching Nick Cannon wear Nikes around his neck like a necklace. Mark, I have learned more about you in this wreck than I have learned in the past several years. And I've known you for 20 plus years, Mark. <laughs> is Steve Harvey his dad? I don't like Steve Harvey yeah. humping. Steve Harvey's humping and in he this just part gives of the him like the worst advice. It's great. Love don't oh love don't cost the thing, and the S and cost is a dollar sign. Yes, yeah, see that shit? That's intelligent uh type. <laughs> it's intelligent. Okay, thanks, Mark. <laughs> I legit had fun with this movie. This movie, it's it's no Hitman. Like Hitman is like the greatest film ever made. This one's like it's good. It's fun. I love that in the same episode, Mark has trashed The Godfather, and he has championed Love Don't Cost a Thing. (laughs) Now Hitman is Love Don't Cost a Thing better than The Godfather? No. (laughs) You shocked me there. I really thought you were gonna bite and be like, "Fuck yes, it is." And I should have though. Actually, this movie's so yeah, old. Fuck the Godfather. This it has better. It what? has an AOL <laughs> keyword at the end. By the way, the AOL keyword "love don't cost a thing." <laughs> it's not Nikes around the neck. You're wearing your Jordans around your neck like a necklace. What is that? Yeah, it's 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 a power play, man. That's did what your you friend do. you who recommended nice this? Kicks? Did your friend oh. who recommended this? Do they listen to this show? Uh, sometimes, yeah. Okay, friend, whoever you are. Listen to this episode. Will you play this clip for them, Mark? Will you just, yeah, you don't have to listen to the whole, will you play this for them? And then have this friend write us or record a message and okay. say what they were thinking when they recommended you watch this movie. And I would love to hear from them 
not not in a, not, I'm not trying to insult anyone. I think it's hilarious. This is really just making me laugh. I want to know <laughs> why. <laughs> I have to know more about this. I'm so interested. Friend of Mark's, please record a message for us. Will you record them? Yeah, Capri, please make a message. By the way, um, I asked her about the shoes. I was like, was that a thing? Because I'm the dumb homeschooler. And she's like, now. So that's just for the movie. That's not even I real life. It was like this fucking thing where people were just going around with their shoes around their shoulders. Like, look, for the record, end credits, you know, it like says, lay, based they, upon the screenplay, Can't Buy Me Love. So this is an update of Can't Buy Me Love. So if all of our Can't Buy Me Love people, if you were looking for the update, Mark has found it. Yes. Please watch <laughs> this. You will thoroughly enjoy it. Well, dude, my next wreck is I'll, not even going to come not close. Be on the love of cinema, but okay. <laughs> it's not going to come close to the magic of love don't cost a thing. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and try to follow up. I don't know how. I don't know how you follow up Chris Rock on the stand-up stage. I feel like you just dropped the mic and walked away. I don't know how you follow that. Um, I got this week in the mail from Scream Factory. Ooh, my Child's Play set on 4K. Oh, I got Child's shit. Play. Child's Play 2 and Child's Play 3 all on 4K. And I'm going to do a plug here. Damn. So if you go to our Instagram at the Matt Mark Movie Show, I made a reel unboxing all the Child's Play stuff because they sent me the, I got the Child's Play 4Ks. I got alternate slip covers, like with specialized custom art. I got Damn. posters. Uh, I got all kinds of cool shit from them. Oh, the, I actually saw that. Set. That was that big ass box you got. Huge you box. Exactto'd open. Yeah, and that was dope. Scream Factory reposted my reel, like on their Ooh. official account, um, because shit. they're you know they're obviously excited about the Child's Play release. So I watched. I didn't watch two and three yet. I, I watched those recently before I got the set. I watched them on Blu-ray, uh, but I watched Child's Play the first one on 4K. It was awesome. The transfer looks beautiful. It Ooh. is if you're looking to upgrade. I would say if you already are comfortable with your old, if you have the Scream Factory Blu-rays, I won't review the movie. The movie's fucking awesome. <laughs> this is just for my home video people. If you already have the Scream Factory Blu-rays of, of the Child's Play movies, I don't think you need to upgrade unless you seriously need the 4K version of the movie because all there's no new special features. Um, I believe there's only one new commentary uh, from the director, uh, Tom Holland. Not Tom Holland. That's Spider-Man. Todd Hol <laughs> Todd Holland. It's confusing. Todd Holland wow, is the director. He's old. He's very old. Tom Holland. He's Spider-Man, and he directed Child's Play. So good for him. Um, he recorded a new commentary, but all the other special features are all just ripped straight from the Blu-rays. Uh, but I am one of those OCD people who needs the 4K version, and I also love these movies, and I wanted the custom art because I think the custom covers, they the slip covers they did for Child's Play two and three are gorgeous. I want t-shirts of them. Um, I, I want I should find out who drew or designed the Scream Factory Child's Play cover. By the way, are you going to be um, are you going to be hanging up those posters? Do you ever frame like those special edition posters? Do you ever frame them? So I have all the all my Shout Factory posters I've saved. Um, however, I'm married, so I'm not allowed to put any of this up. <laughs> um, now, if I had a poster for Love Don't Cost a Thing, I could probably put it up because that's like a girl-friendly movie. Girls like oh, yeah. that kind of Fuck thing. Yeah. But if you are a guy who's into child's play like me, you can't put that poster up because your wife said no. 
So, um, however, I will say I'm looking now. If you want to get Child's Play one, two, and three, they're sold out. It's all gone. So I got oh, them all. Shit. Sorry. Um, yes. To your the answer to your question, Did you just I have do all the that posters, to like tease in the people, like. <laughs> no, I didn't do that to rub it in the people's faces. I'm sorry if you wanted the Child's Play 4K. I'm sure you can get them on eBay for overpriced <laughs> for probably like three times what I paid. But um, it's awesome. The 4K looks great. Look, this isn't a movie that is like visually, this isn't a demo disc, but it's still cool to have a 4K version of a great 80s horror movie. Like they just, you can't beat that film grain. You can't beat the way this stuff looks. That's um, the thing. Like when you look at Hitman, right? This this movie, Chud. Even though they were like low budget movies, because they were shot in film with people that knew how to shoot film, they look great now. Yes, yeah. The green is awesome, dude. Yeah. Especially like you compare with. I'm a big Chucky fan. I, I've loved all the Chucky movies. I I didn't like Seed so much, and Curse of Chucky. I didn't like so much. Cult was pretty good. Um. But I even loved the new Chucky TV series. And it's just weird to see Chucky in the TV series. It's like a 4K, you know, 4K glossy. Oh, look, Chucky running around. Now they can do all this shit with Chucky. Like they've, you know, they could green out all the, the cables and, you know, armatures <laughs> and shit. So Chucky can run up and down the window and all kinds of, he do parkour and shit. It's crazy to see the, you compare it with child's play from the 80s where you just have a physical puppet like they have to be so clever about when they show it how they show it and it's not it's not a comedy chucky isn't funny chucky doesn't get funny until part two um so this is them going straight ahead as a horror movie and it's fucking scary like child's play is one of those movies that traumatized me as a kid it has a special place in my heart because it was one of the first movies to really freak me the fuck out and and I conquered my fear because I was tired of being made fun of at school by kids who had watched the movie and were like, whatever. And it actually made me a horror fan because I conquered my fear, watched the movie, loved it, and learned about horror movies and movie making. And that kind of started. This is the movie that I credit with starting my obsession with horror movies, basically. Oh, really? So it's, it's a very special movie to me. It's not one of my favorite movies, but for that reason, it'll always have a special place in my heart. So I had to get the, the 4Ks of... of the original child's play so if you could still get them i highly recommend getting them but if you have the blu-rays are from your old shout factory you're good man you you basically have already i think the scans might even be the same like you you are really without having the awesome custom slip covers you basically have the same set so just break out your blu-rays man watch the blu-rays they're fucking awesome can child's i ask play you 4K. a quick yeah quick question about that like do you do you when you watched chucky when you were younger do you remember like did the did you remember it differently when you rewatched it as an adult were yes. you like oh i thought that was so yes, much scarier this, um so you've seen the movie right yeah okay so yeah. the scene where he where he kills or tries to kill um detective mike in the car i remember that scene being way more dynamic like I remember the car flipping and rolling and then Chucky sort of running around the car, kind of taunting him as a kid. Like that's the traumatic memory I have is seeing the bit of the car with the wrecked car and the broken glass and seeing his face pop in and scare the guy. There is a little bit of that, but it is not dynamic at all. It's like, <laughs> it was like, it's like a tight shot of him in the back seat. You get a, the insert of him being strangled. The car does roll, but he doesn't run around the car or taunt him or anything. 
he d- it's just kind of like you hear bup, 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 like little footsteps and then like eh, the knife comes in and that's it you know like it's still an effective sequence but in my mind the power of memory of trauma i remember it being this really drawn out in the movie it's over in a minute i remember it being like a whole extended scene where he's fucking with him in the car and that's not what happens it's very quick you know it'd be funny if there's like some alternative cut well that's what i kept looking for i was like i know there are some deleted scenes and they show you 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 see bits of them and some of the behind the scenes stuff but the the actual scenes themselves aren't on there just just regular uh so i was hoping to get some kind of extended car scene and be like i'm not crazy that's the version i saw i don't think that exists that version that i'm thinking damn it it's like that version of uh event horizon that's just in a it's a, yeah it's on mine. the assembly cut is on a vhs <laughs> in a salt mine in new mexico next to all those discarded et atari cartridges right? <laughs> it's like dude speaking of i haven't watched it yet so it's not going in my Rex. but i did get the event horizon 4k steelbook from paramount oh, shit. it looks amazing but that's another one i have uh an event horizon blu-ray from scream factory I don't know why Scream Factory didn't didn't do the 4K. I guess they lost the rights to Paramount. Um, Damn. Well, I was Paramount's like, kill. I think Paramount's trying to kill it because their subscription service is doing so well. Yes, that they're Paramount, just trying to reclaim Plus. content. Yeah, dude. When my mom was here, she was like, "Yeah, you've been enjoying the free Paramount Plus, motherfucker. <laughs> you've been using my password and fucking bragging about it on your podcast. You know, you don't get to watch the Predator movie, bitch. How about that? That's what <laughs> that's what my mom told me, and she smacked me in the face." Damn. No, my mom didn't do that. She's great. Damn. I love my mom. My mom just didn't want to watch Predator. <laughs> so it's okay. I don't blame you, Mom. Uh, it's fine. Mark, that's that's my movies. Um, okay. I've only got series now, so I kick it back to you, my friend. All right. So I think I have I have one more movie. Uh, I watched that Johnny Depp film Minima on Hulu, and it was actually a really good movie. What it is was, this? It was a bit. It's about this. It's basically Aaron Brockovich with Johnny Depp. It's about this like company. They're dump they're dumping chemicals into the river in this town in Japan. And as a result of that, they're the children and some of the people that live there are getting like these deformities. And they send in this photographer to to cover it. Yeah. Oh, dude, Hiroyuki Sonata's in it. Yeah. He's also, yeah, he's awesome. Like great Japanese cast. There's so many people that I recognize from. You know, I'm a big fan of Japanese film. So is this actually it feels like it's very Japanese, like the quality, like the lighting, everything about it. It's really well made. And I think John Johnny Depp's awesome. He that motherfucker can act. I'm so glad Johnny's back and he's in movies and stuff again. And it's okay. It's to funny like to see now. all these. Isn't it weird, though? It's like I didn't hear shit about any of this stuff. As soon as he is, as he won that case. Then Hulu was like, we have all these fucking Johnny Depp movies. Have you seen our new Johnny Depp movies? (laughs) Love don't cost a minimata. I totally mispronounced it, minimata. But it was like... um, It's on Hulu. It was like, yeah, it was on Hulu and very well-made film. And I have a feeling that it could have been nominated for Oscars or, or awards if unfortunately it didn't get, you know... Oh, and you got Bill Nighy's in it too. Yeah, with an American accent, which is surprisingly. Good. How is Bill Nighy's American accent? He's one of those Not actors bad. I can only think 
he's a British guy. Like he's yeah, always no, that's, British, you know? That's the problem. Like because of the suits he's wearing are very like, you know, Savile Road and uh, Savile Row and his face, then you're like, wait, why is he doing the American accent? And I think it slips a couple times, but he's he's still really good. Is this a very sad movie? Uh yeah, it is. It okay. is quite sad. Right. But because uh, I'm mean, interested, I love Hiroki Sonata, and uh, he's very good. Yeah, I love Johnny Depp as well. But I don't know that I'll watch this anytime soon. Um, I just, just happen to be. I don't want to have emotions. No, no, no. Well, it it will get you emotionally. But the the way he they they there's some um, they do something where when he's taking a photo it switches into like a black and white and it the, and the lighting quality is very similar to the, to the actual photos that this guy took and it just does these like simple push-ins but it's beautiful and it'll get you emotionally if you're like yeah. you really feel sorry for I can already tell just looking at this this footage that this looks like a very emotional sad yeah i think you should watch it with Jeff, in the heartstrings be, yeah it's a good serious movie and it does like, but you this, do, you're right. You do have to be in the mood for something yeah. like that. Yeah. And but I like that, but, but like, you know, sometimes I find that lately, all I want is junk food. Like all I want is a silly movie, a funny movie, a horror movie, a nineties action movie. Like the other day, like when my mom was here, like I was like, man, cause I was trying to like watch some serious shit. And I was like, I just want to fucking watch, you know, sudden death with Van Damme or something silly. <laughs> and the only movie we could decide on was Chef, which is a great fucking wow, movie. Wow, that's the like, closest a that's Van like, Damme movie, and then this that's like a heartfelt. That's like a heartfelt movie, but it's like a very sweet movie, and I love Chef. But it, no, it's that's a like a movie, movie that's like it's devoid of any conflict. It's really just yeah. Go on the road with John Favreau and watch him make Cuban sandwiches with his son. Delightful time at the movies. Not that exciting. <laughs> No, you know what the thing but is. You know too, what I mean. That, I just wanted movie, junk food. Yeah, like even but that. that movie, I was like, you know, when he and his when he and his son are going to get separated at the end. I was like, I don't fucking can't we just watch Problem Child? Can't we just watch <laughs> Ernest? Can't we just watch something silly? Like I don't want to watch this, you know. Yeah, I'm no, I, I totally get it. Yeah, there's, the, I, you know, what's funny around award season, I'll start watching the more serious shows. Same. Yeah. But well, this was a case where it was just late at night and I was like kind of relaxed and I yeah. didn't want something like too bombastic and it was and it engaged me and I just watched it all the way through. I had no intentions of seeing it to be completely honest and it just I think it it popped up after only I watched an episode of Only Murders and then that came oh, on. That's how a lot of your I kind of I'm kind of jealous of you that you do that. I love that you do that. You just kind of have this like very casino way of discovering movies where you're like whatever the auto you live and die by the autoplay you're like whatever automatically plays i'll just watch dude when that autoplay ticker comes up i can't grab my remote fast (laughs) enough it's like a fucking reflex if it's if if my remote is more than two inches away i will start sprinting like i'm on like i'm on a (laughs) fucking football team to get to the remote so i can change it because i don't want them to automatically switch me over also and netflix is the worst with this like I'm the kind of guy when I watch a movie here's three recommendations watch this shit they crowd the screen when I'm done with a movie I like to sit and bask in the credits I'm not reading the credits I like to bask in the feeling of what I've just watched as I get the music kind of still swelling from the credits to let the movie kind of wash over me any movie doesn't matter if it's like a serious movie a silly movie whatever but Netflix does not let you do that because the screen is taken over with fucking four 
watch this, watch this. It's all shit that has nothing to do with what you're watching, by the way. It's all their new shit. Yeah. So it's all no, like, I, yeah. watch these naked people on an island. Watch this kissing booth four. I'm just like, oh my God, fuck. Can I get a minute where I'm just listening to the music without your BS? So <laughs> I have now gotten into, that's why, dude. I've gotten into this fucking thing where I'm, I gotta grab the remote. So I'm jealous of you just being like, you know, just gonna fucking let it play. Just let it play. And then the I movie like to plays. see where life takes me. Yeah, man, you're freewheeling that way. You're like a pretty, I do that with music too. It's free spirit when, with when movies. I, yeah, I do it with music too. It's the to be honest, it's like a cool way to find new things. So good for you, man. I'm too fucking type A to let that happen. I have to control every minute of the experience <laughs> because because that's the way i am and i do you also know that. the amount of click ups do you have to do to yes. get back to the yep. watch i can do it yep. i can do it in my fucking, dude i could do it in my sleep i don't even have to look at the buttons it's like i'm like fucking rain man i could like <laughs> that remote goes on the floor i could count all the toothpicks you know what i mean I'm like that shit just happens i push the button it's over it's already on the home screen done <laughs> You know what fucks me up? I'm like, I'm still new to Hulu, even though we watch a lot of Hulu. I'm getting back into Hulu because like Hulu has a different thing where when the movie ends gracefully, thankfully, Hulu <laughs> Hulu lets you sit for about 20 seconds. They give you the main credit, director, producer. They let you sit with that. The minute that's gone, the screen dims. And this to me is almost worse. The screen dims. And there's a fucking countdown clock in the top right corner oh, of your screen. Have you? Do you not have this? I don't remember seeing that. On my Hulu app, I have a Samsung, uh, a brand new Samsung TV. Oh, when you I run use, it off straight off the TV. I run it straight off the TV. When I'm watching Hulu, instantly a fucking countdown clock begins in seconds, not even in minutes. So it'll be like 385, and the number starts ticking down to like stress you, you die. out. <laughs> yes, to let you know, in 385 seconds, we are going to automatically play Wipeout or whatever TV show. Like, oh, we're going to wow. just play something. <laughs> yeah, it's something <laughs> dumb like that. Like, you just watched Prey. It has nothing to do with, you know, you would think Alien versus Predator. They have all the Predator movies. Predator, Alien <laughs> versus Predator, Alien versus Predator, Requiem. No, it's fucking white. It's like three, it, you have five four three and you know wipeout's gonna play or something crazy no. <laughs> and i'm like diving for the remote because i don't want the vibe ruined like i want to sit for a moment right with my fucking drink in my hand thinking about what i just watched i don't want to have to and i have to fight with the remote every goddamn time so <laughs> mark any more movies on your rec list Let's see. I think that's probably. Oh no, I do have one more actually, Go which is it. on Disney Plus, and it, this was another rec. So, everywhere, everything, all at once was a recommendation you gave me, and at the same time, you also recommended Lightyear. So I basically watched those two movies back to back, and they were both like Lightyear was another underrated, fantastic Pixar film. Yes, and I get the feeling a lot of people didn't pay much attention to it, but it's really good. I am so happy you liked and it. And it's emotionally, you get emotionally involved with the characters. Yes, it's fucking good. Lightyear is a good movie. It's also Pixar just like a really great, knows clever, how to do... it's a clever sci-fi story. Yeah. And I love how they handled the villain. Like, it's a very smart idea. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
but I love, they really know how to handle that passage of time, which is essentially what this movie is all about. It's kind of like um, anytime he goes away when he comes back because he's traveling so fast that things have completely changed since he last left. And the way they handle that and show it is so good. I, actually, I, yeah, I guess we already did the spoiler warning, but it's, a, it's an amazing movie and people should give it a chance, I think. It's probably, it's definitely up there, especially since Pixar was making a lot of like filler crap movies, I feel. This one, is, I finally feel like, oh, wow, they made like a really good theater experience. And I'm so disappointed that I didn't get to see it in the theater because, but even outside of the theater, it's still a great, like the storyline is so good. It's worth watching. Yeah. People Agreed. should give it, a, give it a chance, I think. Um, yeah, I, I really loved Lightyear. I think it was also politicized because, yes, it features like about a half second of a gay kiss. Um, and people were like, gay, too much gay. And then they got mad it's at the movie. It's so weird. It's it has sort of like... No, it's like such a nothing moment. Right? It's like, they're just it's not like Buzz. It's, like... it's not like Buzz was like, I'm gay now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that would be a big deal. Right. Yeah. They, they were like, listen, this character that, you know, is now gay. But you know right? what's cool about it, though? They they made it like it was normalized. It's like in this society, yes. like no one gives they a shit. They didn't make a big deal about it. It's like, and it's yes. funny because the funny thing is they presented in that way. And then everyone fucking flipped out. And it's like, what are you people like losing your shit? I don't know. People are just stupid. People are fucking like, people have too much time on their hands and they need to complain about shit. And they have chapped asses. That's the problem. <laughs> Everybody has a rash on their ass and it makes them bad. You know, <laughs> that's all. Here's my advice. Invest in some cream. Cool the rash <laughs> on your ass and get over it. There's a gay person in light year. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, there are gay no. people in real life. They're kind human beings. Move the fuck on. Let us all enjoy light year for fuck's sake. It's a good movie. It's a good sci-fi story. How much? Yeah. How about that? Disney giving us a cool sci-fi story that actually is different than many sci-fi films. Thank you. And gives you us likable characters, great set pieces. I love the way they handled the action. I love that um those portal magnets that would oh like God, instantly like so cool. beam you back to the to the Zerg ship. Um and the way they handle Zerg is really cool, man. I don't want to give it away because it is like a big fucking surprise when it happens, but it's, yeah, it's so awesome. smart. And also not to be this guy again, but like I saw Lightyear in the theater. But I would love to watch it on on Disney Plus because I bet it looks fantastic on a 4K oh, TV. Yeah, it's I'm beautiful. sure it does. It's yeah. got to look fantastic. And also, well, I'm more of an animal guy than you are, but I love socks. I love socks. Oh, no, cat. socks I is was, awesome. I love I loved socks. Him. I loved him. Kudos to Socks <laughs> the Cat and that voice actor. Um, yes, Mark, any other movies for you? Let me see. I think that could be it. Yeah, I, I actually, this was the first time I made an effort to just be like, I'm going to watch movies, try to steer clear of um, a series and it's just tough. get a nice, so many TV shows, right? Oh, no. Yeah. And the thing is, they're all good. And everyone's like, you got to watch this. You got to watch it's too yeah. overwhelming right now. So, um, so I figure maybe, because uh, I think you and I might have some TV series in common. So I'm going to okay. start mine with a random yeah, one. Yeah, you go. Yeah. Mark, on this show, you have mentioned, uh, Mark has, has mentioned that I don't often watch as many of his recs as he does mine. Mark, I watched a, I'm watching a TV show now based on a recommendation you gave on this mm -hmm. show. Mark, I've been watching The League. 
Oh, really? And I have been loving it. You recommended, I don't know if you remember this, but you recommended a few episodes back, The League, a comedy show about fantasy football. And I was like, I'm not into fantasy football. I don't care. This isn't something for me. And you were like, nope, it's not even about fantasy football. It's just about friends fucking with each other. You're going to love it. When did I recommend this? You recommend, oh my God, did I, did I confuse this? You recommended The League. Did you not? Did I dream that you recommended this? An ensemble this? comedy that follows a group of old friends in a fantasy football league. Well, I don't think I've seen this one, Matt. What? Oh my God. I feel like, <laughs> wait a minute. How is this possible? Now I'm going to go back through the rec posts and see. I could have sworn that like a few episodes back, you recommended the league. No, I think you're thinking of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> Is that what I'm thinking of? No. <laughs> yeah, I Dude. don't think I've seen this one. Yeah, I don't re recognize this one at all. Okay, so I'm list. completely wrong. Mark, I'm sorry. I thought I was watching a movie or a show you had recommended. Well, I started watching The League, and it's a show about friends who fuck with each other over fantasy football. I'm not a football guy. Sorry. I'm a basketball guy. I don't know shit about football. Um, however, you don't need to know about football to enjoy this show because the fantasy football element of it is a tiny, like a tenth of a percent of what the show is, which is really about a group of friends who fuck with each other in ridiculously grotesque ways all in the name of fantasy football. They will stop at nothing. They're shameless to fuck each other over if it means getting a trade. They taunt each other the weeks that they're playing each other. It's hilarious. It stars um, a lot of familiar faces, but it's got um, Paul Shears in it, who's fucking hilarious. Um, Manzukas is in it. Fucking hilarious. Um, John LaJoy, do you remember him? He's an old YouTuber. He's oh, randomly LaJoy. in it. Um, yes, he's fucking hilarious. It's great. I'm about 10 years late to this show. It it ended a few years ago, and I think it was only up for seven or eight seasons. We are in season four. Basically, what happened was Jess and I needed a new comedy after we finished because we did Frasier. Then we did Seinfeld. And we were like, we need a new comedy we can binge. That's just like comfort TV at the end of the night. And we stumbled uh, upon the league and we've been loving it. So I highly recommend the league. Again, even if you're not in a sports, like kind of in that it's always sunny in Philadelphia way. Like if you want to watch foul mouth friends, just kind of fuck with each other. Fantasy football is just the background. Um, but it's funny because they even managed to make the football stuff funny. So it's a great fucking show. I can't, I can't I say know enough nothing about, about football though. Same. Not, not, not just fantasy football. But no, same. Also I'm not a foot, football. I'm not a football guy, <laughs> but I'm enjoying it because it's that funny. It's really okay. just about the friends fucking with each other. So by the way, the funny thing I thought was, you're like, I finally watched one of your recommendations, and it wasn't. And it so wasn't. you still haven't. <laughs> well, I've watched, look, I've watched some Mark recommendations in the past, but I could have sworn that you recommended The League. Was no, that a I've guest? never seen it. Yeah, We've definitely probably. had somebody recommend The League before on this show, and I swear it was you. Somebody no, who, I have Patrick, not seen this. Patrick, who listens to this show more than anybody else. Do you remember someone on this show <laughs> recommending the league? Was it Mark? Was it a guest? Can you tell us, please? <laughs> what if it turns out that I actually did? That's what I'm going to laugh at. The, I'm going to oh, laugh harder than shit. at Love Don't Cost a Thing. If, if it's revealed 
that you recommended the league and have completely forgotten about it, I will laugh my ass off. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's plausible. But it's very sports-centric, so the the probability of that is very low. Yeah. I don't really watch too many things that have sport at the centerpiece. Like, I still want to watch Ted Lasso. I thought just because of the comedies. Yeah. Oh, Ted Lasso's great. Um, I've recommended Ted Lasso on this show. You should definitely watch Ted Lasso. It's just a, that's just a great piece of filmmaking, man. It's like great writing, good character work. You'll care if you want to care about something like fucking Minimata, but not sad in a more inspirational way. <laughs> watch, um, watch Ted Lasso. Anyway, that's me. The League. Mark has never seen it, or maybe he has. <laughs> I have not. I have watched it, and I'm in but the I middle of season three. But I think I will watch three. it. <laughs> I, Mark, it's hilarious. I d- I dare you to watch the first episode and not laugh. It's okay. It's one of the best comedy pilots. Usually you watch a pilot for a comedy and it sucks because they're still getting the rhythm together. You don't know the characters, so there's nothing to hang your hat on. It's just awkward. This somehow is the best comedy pilot I've ever seen. I oh, thought wow. it was the funniest episode. Like in terms of the first season, which has many funny episodes, I thought the pilot was the funniest one. And that never Damn. happens. That is so rare. That's um, actually high praise. Yeah, usually the it's like they're trying to find their feet in the pilot and it's kind of yes. like it's awkward and it sort of works. Dude, That's it's weird. so it feels lived in immediately. It's just like a great situational comedy. Like if you want to watch people fuck with each other and be jerks, it's amazing. <laughs> That's my favorite type of comedy, by the way. Anyway, The League, it's on Hulu. You can watch the whole C- series on Hulu. Uh, Mark, what's next for you on the t- on the rec front? Let's see. I actually watched something uh, recently on Hulu as well called Reservation Dogs. So I oh, watched the yeah. first two episodes. And that that's another cool, it's like an ensemble cast of these kids. And you're just watching them navigate their lives on this reservation. And it's really good. Filmmaking's awesome. They actually take a lot of cues from Gladiator in terms of the way they shoot things, which just I thought was interesting. Oh, cool! Isn't that that's Taika Waititi, right? Yeah, he, I think he's yeah. a co-writer on it. I don't think he's directed. I think I haven't seen his name on the director list yet, but I'm not I'm not that deep into it. So that was really well made. It almost has this documentary feel with the cinematography, uh, lots of cool characters and fun interactions and it's just like it's you know what it feels like it feels like you're just hanging out with these kids and you're like one of their silent friends it's really well made it's very cool damn so, that one i highly recommend i really like that actually who it's crazy hulu's killing it on content like when i see some of like netflix is always hit or miss yep and maybe you'll you'll luck out and get something cool but it'll be like it won't be like super cool it'll be like Meh. but hulu's like prey awesome you know this uh, the bear awesome oh i still uh, reservation watch the bear. dogs awesome you know there's so many like really cool they have like, quality content serious con yeah and it's not just like it's the serious content that they like things that you don't think will do well they put a lot of effort into you can know i, I mean? ask you something are you gonna watch house of the dragon I think so. Yeah, I I slogged through Game of Thrones, which yeah. I I was so hated. burned by Game of Thrones that I'm honestly, and I'm just gonna say this on the show, I'm not watching it. I don't give a fuck. You couldn't <laughs> pay me you. to watch House of the Dragon. I don't care. I'm over it. I got burned once before with this Game of Thrones bullshit. I'm not doing it again. Oh, so I'm. I look forward to hearing you talk about it. So just so you know, Mark, feel free to come on this show and spoil the fuck out of it because I don't care. Oh, okay. So there you go. <laughs> Mark will be your guy for House of the dragon i could give a shit less i'm pretty Um, sure i'll be disappointed though 
I hope I hope you're not, but I think you will. <laughs> um, Mark. Well, think about it. It's sort of like I'm assuming those writers from those last two seasons where they fucked everything up in Game of Thrones are the primary leads on this one. So I, I'm going into it like not Bottom expecting down expectations. Much. Yeah. Okay. That's probably but the best way to proceed the with this. I love fantasy. I just hate everything about Game of Thrones and Westeros now. There's no way that I can look at it with a kind eye after what happened. And honestly, yeah. I I just couldn't care. It's been, I, I just don't care. It's There's like, honestly no good fantasy content because then you there was that show Wheel of Time oh, garbage. Crap, crap. And then that the new Lord of the Rings series looks like ass. That it looks, looks like trash, like previs trash. It looks I terrible. don't think I will watch lord of the rings no either. i don't think so either i think i will be too busy i i would have never guessed that i would be more excited about a fucking fantasy football show than a lord of, <laughs> than a lord of the rings show what does that tell you people at home okay <laughs> mark can we talk about the sandman yes please so Did mark and i i didn't finish i have oh, okay. three episodes left i think i'm up to episode eight Okay. I just got to the episode, I'll tell you. So wait, I should hit this really quick. Let's hit this bell. So we might spoil a little bit for Sandman. Um, I am most of the way through. I have three episodes left. Mark, I think, has finished. I have, yeah. Okay, so I'll probably be finished by tonight. I'm going to watch some more tonight. I'm going to try not to accidentally spoil anything. Okay, I just met all the people in the, like, halfway house. It's like the guy who lives upstairs, Stephen Fry. Yeah, and the okay. proprietor, John Cameron Mitchell, is like a drag queen. I just met all these people. The girl went into the, the alleyway, and the guys were going to hurt her, and then she defended herself. That's where I am. Okay. Just to it. give you context. All right. I have so not I seen anything beyond that. The other two episodes after that are... I'm not going to even say the titles, actually, because I want to... Yeah, I won't say anything. I'm going to try not to. Okay I, okay, I know where you are, but yes. there's some cool things I want to talk about that now i know go for it I go for it spoil this i i saw like the first episode and it just like immediately hooked me like i love that kind of like alex proya's gothic-y and i this i had just come off of dark city that's so a great like, way to describe this, this. that is perfect is perfect cinematography very moody the characters are very like dark mysterious and it's really well made and there's, I know there's a lot of talk about the squeeze that, to be honest, the story and everything else was like so good that I didn't even give a shit about that, even though I was not a big fan of it. Also, like I like to talk about the technical side of stuff, too. So the like, especially for a Netflix show, because you know how some of them look just look like ass. This yeah, one this looks, looks incredible. There are certain scenes that look very studio green screen. And there, there, some of those things bother me. But the overall story is good enough where I don't mind. There's one amazing transition in the library. Do you remember that? When the rave Matthew flies up. Oh yes. And he starts flying through and basically the painted ceiling. Yes. I rewatched that five, six times. I just saw that last night. It's fucking gorgeous. It's one of the greatest with the music swell and the camera move and the transition and how good those effects when this movie is like and when this show is like doing it well it's knocking shit out of the park left and right it's insanely good the the diner story was incredible oh, and one of that's like, one of the best, the best bits of sci-fi of i've ever seen yeah 
not not even just in sci-fi in filmmaking in general it's so self-contained and yes. you know me i hate stories that take place in one environment i'm typically i don't hate them i'm just not a fan of that this one did it so well that's the it's power of this show incredibly and david thulis who is ridiculously good in it i yeah. love in a show where i was laughing because uh we were both so freaked out by david thulis i was laughing me and my wife i was like i love in a show that has like the the fucking lord of dreams and the devil the thing that we're the most terrified of is david fucking thulis (laughs) (laughs) he's just creepy in general he's a fantastic actor but it's funny every time we see him in something he's evil like when he was in the season of fargo season three i think it was i've seen him in the the new charlie kaufman movie i'm thinking of ending things he's fucking terrifying in that don't forget dragonheart that was his start being the bad guy you're absolutely right yes and, he and was then, of a course, legit great bad guy. In I that. was reminded too that he's also the bad guy in Wonder Woman. Spoiler alert: He's the god of war. So, David Thewlis, man, if you see David Thewlis, chances are some shit's about to go down because, and he's behind it because he's always the bad guy. But he's fantastic. You know, it's funny though. In Harry Potter, though, he he's actually capable of playing nice, kind. I always and forget about him in Harry people. Potter. I forget and that he's he, Lupin. I'm telling, he's really good at. You, he makes you like him and he can make you hate him. He's yes. such a fantastic actor. a great actor. fucking actor. Um, I'm with you, man. I am in awe of how great this show looks. Like I heard, I just read that every episode costs $15 million. And this isn't a thing where they're laundering money or some big name <laughs> took like half the budget. Like all that $15 million per episode is on the screen. You're seeing all the money spent. That's how you can do those amazing sequences like Matthew flying through the painting. Even the the fight we talked about, the hell fight between he and the devil. Oh my God, they were doing that is the one cool of the greatest. One up, the game of one-upmanship. Um, also seeing how hell was formed with all the bodies making up the the terrain and, and the buildings and oh my it's god it's like those bosch paintings with yes, the big but, fan of those like to little details in hell now i have noticed and this is not a gripe but i do want to point it out i have noticed now the first five episodes were directed by one director jamie childs yeah. and i loved everything that guy did or lady i don't know if you're basically jamie childs did a fantastic they job. them they them there's a new director starting on episode six, and I feel like it's probably going to carry through now to the rest of the episode because the two I watched last night. No, does it go they, back to they, Jamie? The directors start changing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you can definitely tell the change in tone when the changeover happens. Now, I'm saying that in kind of a gripey way because I did notice, like, oh, this kind of like backed off in the style a little bit. Doesn't um, it feel less epic and like yes, wide? And now it feels once more you, self-contained and closed. Yes. Once you meet Death, that's when the series changes over and it becomes a little more um it's not as fresh and unique. It feels like visually, it feels more like you're watching a pretty standard drama. Whereas the first five episodes, I was like, I have never seen any, even fucking dialogue, just coverage between two people like look so unique and just out there. Um, and now I'm like, okay, it looks pretty standard. I can see the directors have changed. It starts to like flatten out the look and feel starts to flatten. I'm wondering if that was a conscious decision or if it was like, all right, Jamie's directed five episodes. He's got to now go cut them and we're going to let other directors step in. I wish he had directed them all. You know what it feels like actually from my perspective? And this is probably not true because I didn't read too much about the production notes because I just... And I, I didn't really, I had read a couple Sandman things a long time ago. So was, I just wanted to 
have it as a fresh experience. Um, I would, it feels like the first five was like, you know how BBC does like, we'll do a short series. And then if it gets popular, then, you know, yep. they'll make other. So the first five feel like that was a season one thing. And now like six through 10 feel completely different. Yes. It almost feels like here's the, so this is season two. We got a little bit of money, but we're actually not going to actually put that on the screen. We're just going to like resort to green screen and things will look a little bit. You, like I said, the stories and how good they are, that doesn't change. The acting is great. That doesn't change. What does change, what I've noticed, and I hope this is not spoiling anything, but the look and feel does change a bit and it yeah. does feel more. Like it does, it feels more like your standard camera setups where it's like medium shot. And then the person in reverse gets the same medium shot. Yeah. And then I'm already starting to notice. I noticed it right away on that death episode. I was like, wow, that's so weird because it seems so standard. And then episode seven happened where you meet, you know, Stephen Fry and John Cameron Mitchell. And I was like, this again feels so standard. Same director as episode six. And I'm like, oh, I don't like this director. I really hope this director is not here for the rest of this season. So apparently they change it up, which was good. But I'm sad to hear that the style kind of flattens out because it's, it was so unique up to this point. You know what it feels more like? It feels more like they handed it over to Marvel and they were like, you know how you guys do that flat green screen stuff that's <laughs> like very Can you bright you flatten and this out for us, please? Yeah. It it's actually looks like they're... You know what it looks like? It looks like they're if someone painted your wall green and then just shot in there because yep. there's no big separation between these environments everything feels like that back wall is pushed right up to their shoulders it's a very odd look like even the, the even the squeeze feel looks, feels like it's kind of lightened up in these uh newer probably, episodes yeah maybe um yeah i'm very and curious actually no the that. squeeze doesn't really change too much but like I said, the the depth, it starts to get brighter. I yes. like cinematography that's darker. Like, you know how Ridley Scott shot the last duel? That's what they should have done for the last five episodes. They should have shot it more like it should have been darker, but they yes. kind of brightened the it up. The one was very much. bright. Yeah. And also the one, I mean, I liked it, but it was also the one where you meet the character who is basically immortal. Yeah. Um, like, again, that episode is fucking awesome great episode great fucking character as well you want to talk about great characters that guy robert gatling yeah. is his name fascinating character so good as that character <laughs> yes <laughs> like especially the bit too where uh well here you know what we're, again i'm just gonna hit the spoiler. you don't want to hear sandman spoilers go away for a bit um <laughs> But the bit where he, I loved the the fucking rug pull of that, where the guy's already been alive for like 200 years, and he's like, my wife, and, and then she's going to have a baby. And I was like, oh, this is where he's going to want to tap out, because it's like the vampire problem of like, I don't want to see the people I love grow old and die while I'm still alive. Nope. A hundred years later, he's like, fuck it, man. I'm back. I'm in business. I'm a slave trader now, man. I'm doing slave stuff now. <laughs> You're like, holy shit. This guy just wants to keep fucking going. <laughs> even the year, even the shitty year he has where he's like homeless and like fucking sick. He's still like, yeah, I want to keep going. <laughs> like, that's living it's forever. Such... What a fascinating character. But, but the thing is, didn't you want to just keep seeing more? That's the thing is like, you want to keep, yes. that's how good these episodes are. You want them to keep going on and on and on. Yes. And, and like and I said, even, even though that stylistically, like I said, it gets brighter and flatter. 
that feeling of like, oh man, I wish that you don't hope you always want that story to keep going. Yeah, and as and you like, get toward the I, end, I know it's like, we've, oh, we've been kind of crapping on the the change of style from episode five on, but or episode six on. But like, I love the lady who played Death was fantastic. What a friendly, sweet presence. Just like a great twist on that character. Um, I'm loving all the casting. The Sandman, that guy is great. But uh, I'm just loving the the fucking immortal guy is great. Like a oh, great yeah. match of character and casting. That's perfect for that guy. And the thing um, too is it's like it's very simplistic in the way they do it. It doesn't it doesn't feel confusing because these are pretty like big concepts yeah. but they do it in such like a nice minimalistic way that it's easy to understand and grasp what they're going for by the way when she like for example that scene where she just walks up and picks up the baby that's all you need to know and it's just like oh fuck man, yeah that is that's a great that's even that first reveal scene. that first reveal where the guy's playing the the fucking violin and he asks the question and then you turn around and he's standing up and he's you know he sees that he's still sitting in the chair like that, yeah. that simple that was visual shorthand, so, good. so clever. It's a great series. And also the way that the, they deal with their own death, where it's like, I look old. Just little things like that. Yes. Such cool And I love details. the dialogue. I mean, the, the, the writing in and of, in of itself is great, but there's some great fucking lines in it. Um, and I also love, I know a lot of people have been trashing Patton Oswalt. I think he's perfectly no, cast he's as the great. Raven. He's great. I loved him. I saw people complaining because he him. he embodies that character so yeah, well. Absolutely, you know? I, I think Patton like, does a yeah. bang up job. So the I'm Sandman surprised to hear that actually is a yeah, dude. People, well, you know, people online are being fucking douche, <laughs> sad douche. Uh, the Sandman, I think it's a big time wreck from both of us. I'll let you know oh, when yeah. I finish the series properly because I want to like probably. I, I know you oh, said yeah. it's going to end on a big, big, big strong note. So, uh, Mark. Next up, do you want to talk only murders? Yes. Oh Wait, shit! By the way, did I miss episode no. eight? Was no. the last one? Episode right? eight's the last one. Okay. The new one's coming out tonight. That's what happens. So, just a little bit behind the curtain on our podcast, we record on Mondays now, and when Mark and I record, once we're done, that's when the next only murders comes out. So, Mark and I will record it. We'll probably watch episode nine. I'm probably gonna watch it tonight, um, but. Dude, so we're we're only going up to episode eight. So of course, spoilers, spoilers for episode eight of Only Murders. But dude, what the fuck? What did you think of that reveal at the end? Because I know you. I want to hear what you say because I, I remember like you mentioned it before I watched it. I was like, "There's a big thing that's gonna happen." Yeah. So now, now that it has, please tell me your so, thoughts on it. So the big thing is that Kreps, Michael Rappaport, who we made fun of in our Deep Blue Sea episode. <laughs> Uh, the detective has glitter on his neck that um, Mabel sees glitter on his neck and he's glitter guy. He's glitter guy. So here's my thinking. Cause I told you, I was like, Hmm, I've been reading theories that people think that it was Marv. I'm gl and look, they fucking threw me off. I was totally wrong with Marv. I yeah, love that I they included you, but Marv. At least you knew he was in there. Yes. You know, I love that they included Marv, but Marv was a red herring, right? Marv was just there to, to cast us aside I still don't, I don't think Kreps is the murderer. I think this is another red herring. Well, here's the reason I actually believe that too. And it's because it's in such an obvious place that anyone looking and look, he put himself together, right? He's yes. got a, a, he's got a suit on. He's got the overcoat. There's no way he would miss something like that. I also think the person right? who grabbed 
the the glitter bomb out of the trash is not the same person that she's on the train with who she stabs. I oh, think those mean are the two different in the people. locker room, right? Yes, yes. I think Kreps could have possibly just been following them because he's a cop who's on their trail, saw them drop a bag in a garbage can and decided, oh, the coast is clear. I'm going to go grab it. He gets glitter on him. Then I think the third party who's ever watching those two people, kind of like cat and mouse game, saw that that guy was covered in glitter and was like, oh, I'm going to go put a fucking hoodie and a hat on and put glitter on myself, find Mabel on the train and harass her. I think that's a different person. I still think my money's on Poppy. I think Poppy is the person on the train because she's oh, also think- kind of big and tall. Poppy, who is T- Tina Fey's assistant. I think she's the glitter person on the train. I think that Michael Rappaport has glitter on him because he dug the shit out of the bag or he had some kind of cross-contamination or bumped into Poppy. I'm going to well, just say it's Poppy. He must have seen something because he's actually pretty aggressive when he goes after them, right? Yes. Like he must have but seen But see, that's the beauty of the show. He That could just be him fucking with you. You don't know where this guy's at. I've also seen... Um, people online say that maybe Kreps is involved in some the art side of this, where he helps move paintings because he's a cop. He helps like whoever the art people oh, are with the Steve Martin painting lift the painting out so that, yes, he's involved in some shady shit. That's why he's in the building. That's why she's a little like put off by seeing him. He's there doing other nefarious things that don't have to do with the murder. Like, I don't I still don't think the true murderer has been outed yet. I feel that way, too. It's just like I don't. But if not that I'm a logical thinker, but lo- to me, logically, none of the people make sense. But yes. like you were saying, that's great. How I mean, we're on what episode eight, and it's pretty much there's too many variables. That's awesome. Yeah. And that you can't, yeah, it's, type of shows where you it already keeps know you guessing, it keeps you yeah. guessing. And I'm sure it's going to be the same after tonight. You're going to watch episode nine, and you're going to be like, I still don't fucking know who's behind this. <laughs> They're going to save it all for episode 10. I'll tell you who it's not. Let me rule out some people who it's not. It's not the pregnant lady who took Bunny's job. I think she's out. Um, I don't think it's the gay yodeler. Because there, there was a hot minute where people thought it was maybe that guy. I do not. Howard. It's not, it's not Howard. Or what about did you, but the, the new boyfriend? Did you get any like weird vibes from him? Oh, the guy, the singer. Yeah, the guy who hung out with Howard. There was the part of me. I remember there was one scene where they come to the door and he was there. I forget he responds somehow, and I was like, maybe he has something. Oh, and you to were like, something. oh, I thought his timing was a little weird because he was just kind of hovering in the hallway. <laughs> but yeah, he might just be an awkward guy. I I don't suspect him quite yet. Um, I'm I'm still liking I'm still liking the my Tina Fey theory that she is in basically engineering this murder to keep her murder podcast going and to frame them and shed doubt and cast doubt on the original podcast. So That's she looks like a good theory because she's pretty vindictive with that. And she makes right? Poppy do things. I her the assistant. I think Poppy's probably doing it begrudgingly because she wants to please Tina Fey. That's still my favorite theory. I don't quite know how Michael Rappaport fits in yet. I would be surprised if Michael Rappaport is indeed the murderer. I'm right now. I'm betting against Michael Rappaport. What do you think? Does it feel too obvious to me? It's he's too aggressive where it's sort of like, and it's too early. It would be threw him out too early. Yeah. But all, and also too, if you think about it, like if that guy was revealed to the murder as the murderer, it wouldn't be, it's, there's nothing satisfying about it. 
because he's just an asshole cop. You know what I mean? There's yes. no like the payoff for him being the. That's what yeah, I've been you're thinking right. too you're right. in terms of. I'm like, as an audience member and as and and from the writer's perspective, like who actually has an impact if they're revealed? And if he was revealed, I would be. I have a feeling like in my mind, audience members would just be like, oh, that's kind of lame. That's kind of you know boring. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. It's like, yeah. it's, so I'm, then I'm trying to think of like, who was actually, Do you a, think like, it's somebody we've seen, or you think they're going to pull the rug out from under us. And it's somebody that's been in the background that we haven't really properly met yet. I know I keep saying this every week, but I still don't think we've seen this person. Wow. That would because be, none see, of that's people... genuinely shocking. That would be genuinely shocking. Yeah. Cause I'm thinking like Poppy, She's recreated that crime scene. She's done stuff in her apartment without permission. She's sneaking around to reveal that it was like, well, here's the big clue was she was in the, you know, there's certain things where it's just like, that just doesn't make a compelling reveal. Like mm. Poppy being revealed as the murderer. It, it kind of feels more obvious. Cause it's like, it's, the you girlfriend. want it to be somebody like yeah. fucking out of nowhere. Yeah. I want it to be out of left field. You know what I mean? Cause think about it. If Poppy it's is Amy Schumer, right? I, yeah, that see that would be right. <laughs> that would be shocking though if it was Amy Schumer. <laughs> but if you think like if you think about Poppy, there's just too many things that are like, oh, she could easily be the killer. She yes. has contact with her. She's in her friend circle. She's an artist. She's creative, intelligent. And so it's like. I don't know, you know me, what we it, need? It, it, we need like Vegas odds makers to tell us who the favorite yeah. is <laughs> to be the murderer on Only Murder season two. <laughs> i'm still love dude this show is stronger than ever only oh, murders yeah. has some of the best writing on television like every week i am impressed by the way that they're able to spin all these plates the mystery the characters the comedy and that they're making you care and they're doing this all over an arc and they're being meta about it and you like everything that's happening. Like these, it's, this is yeah. great writing. This is quality writing. Doesn't get much better than this. I, I totally agree. I doubt they will drop the ball. I know they're going to finish strong. I'm hoping I'm wrong. I'm hoping that in, I don't know if I want it to be someone we haven't seen, but I, I definitely am trusting them to give us someone shocking. By or way, to make the explanation what, shocking. What do you think about that? Like sixth Avenue killer, by the way. I have a feeling, I don't know why, I because they get they hang on some weird references. Like, they were all hung up on Iran-Contra a couple episodes ago, and they made a whole scene about it. Okay, I was like, that's just a random, like, old boomer thing that they wanted to talk about. <laughs> like, Steve from Martin was like, we should talk about Iran-Contra. Here's like, what I think 80. the Sixth Avenue slasher shit is. I think it's a setup for next season. Ah. I think that it's would a be seed smart. Yeah. for that next season, once they wrap this crime up, they're going to try to catch the Sixth Avenue slasher, or something's going to be that revealed. That would make sense too, because they're like, now they can even have that scene where they're in the diner and they're like, now what do we do? And then that guy's just like, you can do the Sixth Avenue slasher. Yes, exactly. And kind of like Zodiac, the guy's been out there; he's never been caught. Like I could see that being a seed for next season. In fact, that, actually, I'm, that I'm pretty would convinced be, that's what that is. That would be pretty cool. If now they did, I don't like, think the guy's going to be revealed this season. Style season, and he's like, "Ha I was the Sixth Avenue slasher as well." <laughs> like his resume keeps getting longer. I don't think that's the case. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it to me it just felt like an old history thing. Yes, you know it I felt mean? like a random Steve Martinism. Like he got hung up on it. Oh, this is so cool! This bit of New York history. I want to talk about this in a scene and do and just have him keep mentioning it. It just 
the way that they kept hitting it felt like one of those gags like it's a running yeah, plus gag. and everyone's getting stabbed you know it's just it's yeah. another one of those things that's like eh. yeah and again it's also like a cool bit of new york history you know oh yeah but come on could could be a season three could be an in- intro for season three does um, this have any sort of like finiteness to it do you know this show i don't know like do you, are you saying is there an end in sight kind of thing did it or is that was it supposed to be one season or i think they were kind of like hey we're gonna make one season oh shit the show is super popular there's an offer on the table to make more let's just make more but they're so fucking clever and they're so good they didn't paint themselves into a corner they were like let's just build in a cliffhanger a cliffhanger a cliffhanger a cliffhanger you know and now that they know that they are so popular it's 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 more mainstream they can seed those future seasons even earlier now i don't know how long they can keep this game going this seems like a show i could very easily see outstaying its welcome yeah by season five you're like enough you know (laughs) but it's to be honest it's cool that it's one of those shows that like you know where everyone kind of talks about it and they're all and everyone's into it so it'll be sad when that's finally over you know i agree um but i'm looking forward to next season even if they, which I doubt, even if they shot themselves in the foot with the end of the season, they were like, psych, it was Car Delevingne. <laughs> and I'll be like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't care. I love these people so much. I'm coming back next season. But they're not <laughs> going to do that. They're too good for that. By the way, isn't Martin Short like super lovable? Yes. And I also He's think so... he is shining this season. And I think it, it I mean, his performance, dude. When they were running up and down the stairs, the whole thing with the dips where he had to, like, abandon the dips. Fucking amazing. <laughs> like, I laughed my ass off. But they're also giving him such a compelling character arc this season with the DNA results and how he's just been. I'm all, I'm more scared. I'm less scared of, yes. of a killer being there and more scared of Martin Short discovering that he's not the father. That's going to break my, my heart. My fear is that he'll true. be devastated. I'm like, yes. even though he's not a real character, I'm like, no, not Bart. Yes, because you care about him that much, right? It's so fucking That's good. funny. That's, I have the same feeling where I'm actually, I'm more curious about the DNA test results than, than, yes, who the, murderer than the murderer. Is. Because the murder, like this actually affects him on a personal level. And I'm more involved with that character because I like that character so much. You know what yeah, I mean? Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, exactly. Um, anything else on Only Murders for you? No, that's it, I guess. That's it for me. Mark, yeah. I don't have any more wrecks. Do you have more wrecks? I have a couple, actually. Go for but it, But I dude. can save them, too. It's up to you. It's up to you. I'll just give my stupid one, just because I don't know if we'll give you a laugh. Here's another one of my autoplay wrecks, which you may, you'll probably uh, be like, this guy's full of shit. But I had so <laughs> much fun. There's on HBO Max, there's a show called F-Boy Island, and it's this <laughs> trashy reality show, and I started watching it. It's so stupid. But Is it it's, good? There's stupid? Something, Is it just well, like super watchable? It's just though? fun, because the people there are like ridiculous. The show makes fun of itself. Like some guy there. So do you want me to give a little bit away? Yeah, give, give it away, man. Go so it's it. basically, it's like a, one of these dumb dating shows. It's, it's kind of like The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. I've never watched those. This is the first time I've watched a show like this, except this one, it's kind of meta too. And, it, and uh, so they have like a thing where like there's three women, they have to, each, each woman gets to choose two guys at the end of the episode and they have to put them up there for elimination. And then each woman removes one guy. 
and there was one, I think this is the last season, one guy had like crippling diarrhea, so he couldn't show <laughs> up for that sh- for that elimination. And anytime they talked about him, they were just making fun of him and they all these toilet jokes playing like diarrhea sound effects. It's great. It's the dumbest, trashiest show, but I I binged two because se- I was looking for like this is <laughs> this is post Frasier. I was looking for like my background show, something that I could work to. Like I'm yeah. building mechanical keyboards. It's tedious. I'm pulling apart like 75 switches, lubricating them and pulling them back together. I was like, I need to watch something. And that just happened to pop up. It's so stupid. It's so fun. I laugh my ass off it because some of these people are just ridiculous human beings. You have to say it's amazing. It's dumb, but I love it. I, like I said, I watched all two seasons, like back to back. Wow. (laughs) But sometimes, man, listen, sometimes I'm the same way. Like you, you find a reality show like that and you just latch on because it's comfort food. Throw it on in the background. You can admit you're like folding laundry. Who cares? It's just noise that fills the house, but it's, there's something nice and comforting about it. Right. I have shows like that. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking great. Mark, <laughs> that's hilarious. You and I went different uh, opposite ways. Once I finished Frasier and Seinfeld, I was like, I want another ensemble comedy with friends being dicks. And well, that's I how I started watching me. Cheers now. That's, that's oh, my other, like right after that, how is I Cheers? started. I love it. It's super fun. Uh, it's not as good. Like Frasier to me is my favorite sitcom. But Cheers... I watched a couple, I remember when as a kid, anytime it turned on, I was like, this is boring because it was adult shit. But now I'm appreciating it. So I've watched like the first two, three episodes and it's it's funny. Are you it's, in like for I the said, series? On, pardon? Are you in for the series? You're going to continue it? I think it? so, yeah. I'm, I'm going to keep watching them. It's it's fun. It's it, There's something about that, like, it's that nostalgia factor that really got me. Wow. Yeah, I've always Cheers. been curious yeah. about Cheers. Um, I've never watched Cheers. I'm kind of the same as you. That was like before my time. So even as a kid, I remember being like, I remember the theme song and that was it. And I was like, I'm not so into this. Yeah, uh, and but it feel now, like too adult, like going oh, back and appreciating Frasier and Seinfeld, Cheers might just be exactly what I'm looking for. By um, the way, I, as a kid, when I was watching Frasier, I didn't like get a lot of the jokes, but, and, and I didn't realize how like sexual it was up oh, until yeah. now. Like all Dude, those like innuendo Frasier jokes, it's fucks. hilarious. Frazier fucks. Uh, he fucks a lot. <laughs> he loves to fuck. <laughs> you know what Frazier is? It's that scene in Autofocus where William Defoe, William Defoe shows his watch and he's like, you know what time it is? And there's two characters screwing on his watch and he goes, time to fuck. <laughs> Do you remember that? I've never seen that movie. What are you talking about? Didn't I show you the scene? Wait, Mark... I really is this with Greg Kinnear's in it too, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I showed you this. I think I showed you this scene at Pratt. Here is a clip for you, my friend. Here is Autofocus. This is Willem Dafoe, directed by Paul Schrader. It's fuck time. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> do you remember of that? Of course, Willem Dafoe gets that line. <laughs> do you remember that? I showed you that scene. I know I've shown you this scene because I love this scene. 
This is from Autofocus from 2002, if you've never seen it. Uh, go to YouTube and watch. The scene is called The Watch <laughs> from Autofocus, and you will see what we're talking about. <laughs> Mark, any other recs for oh you? Is that God. it? Yeah, I think that's. I think that should be it. I believe it. I've, I've mentioned everything. Holy shit, this was epic. I'm glad we just did a Get Wrecked episode this week because... We had too much shit to discuss. It would have been like a four-hour episode if we tried to review a movie on top of this. Now, oh God, yeah. we're going to return to our normal format next time. Um, I was actually going to ask you. Let's just decide right now. Do you want to? Do you want to review Beast? Yeah, I'd love to. With actually. Idris Elba, yes. let's do it. So next week, Mark and I are going to review the new movie Beast, the Lion movie with Charlotte Copley and Idris yeah. Elba. That seems like fun. That seems like a good way to kind of like finish out the summer of movies right a lion oh, movie yeah. idris elba fuck it we both love Plus, ghosts in the darkness yeah Feels like I it was might just be adjacent to that, to that. <laughs> right so we'll be back to our normal format next week Wait. there was no dude i put out a thing on our instagram like you guys miss us you guys got any comments recommendations <laughs> fucking no one answered no responses Fucking no questions and no wrecks. So thanks, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) So there's no emails to go over. So I can just go straight to the outro. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Matt and Mark Movie Show. (laughs) Please leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Please leave us a rating on Spotify. Please. Follow us on Instagram at the Matt and Mark Movie Show. We're very active there. Check out our new YouTube channel. We have some fun clips on there. Dude, I put a clip up. Do you remember that old clip of us talking about the Dennis the Menace live action movie? Yes. It's got like <laughs> 500 views on YouTube already. People love that one. Damn. That's the good one. Go check us out. You can find the link to our YouTube channel uh, on our link tree in the Instagram. That's where we're most active. Uh, you can also email us at the Matt and Mark movie show at gmail.com. And that's it. Next week, we're back to talk beast. It's like ghost in the darkness, baby. We're going to finish out this, this fucking summer movie season of 2022 with lions. We're going, what is that old? What is that old phrase? In like a lamb out like a lion. Is that what that is? <laughs> we're literally doing that. Except I made it sexual just now. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like Willem Dafoe. You know what time it is? <laughs> i love that awkwardness ah, it's fuck time guys well thanks again for listening that's it thank you we'll see you next time please peace We host this podcast on Blueberry.com. We love them, and we know you will, too. If you're looking for a place to host your podcast that takes the hassle out of hosting and posting, they are quite simply the best. Unlike those other guys, they offer reliable tech support and make every step of the process super easy, no matter what your skill level is. With just a click, your podcast can be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, you name it. 
Sign up for Blueberry.com via the link in our show notes and get your first two months of Blueberry podcast hosting completely free. That's right. They upped the promo to two full months. That's how cool Blueberry is. Sign up today using the promo code GETRECT. That's G-E-T-R-E-C-D. GETRECT. It's the code in the show notes. (laughs) 